I'm just living my life. And that's yeah, exactly it, how Jesse, it feels. I just got here. Why, why are why, you so mad? Why is Jesse malding? What happened? What did I miss? Someone fill me in as to why Jesse's so mad. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast, a show dedicated to talk about all the podcast things in life, like music, content creation, and video games. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jesse Kazam. And I got him. And I... I all I needed to do was look into the camera and blink twice. Got him! That's yeah, what, it really, it is. If I, at any point during the intro, just look at OBS and see Veritas's face staring at me, I lose. I lose. <sighs> so what's up, homie? Not much, man. Just, uh, old fam is sick, like we were saying, which sucks, but... It is what it is. There's like pros and cons to everybody being sick at the same time, right? The obvious con is everyone in the household is sick. So you feel much less equipped to deal with people, with children when they're sick, when you're sick. Yeah, leave me alone, kid. I'm exactly. However, on the flip side, it's all over together quicker, right? Like we've had, I've had like a cold go like from... Me, I got it first, and then my kid got it, and then the other kid got it, and then my wife got it, and I got it again. Like, and it, it's it it evolved exactly, already. yeah. <laughs> and it like seriously, and you're like, no, 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 that's not how this is supposed to work. I got it first, I'm done, right? And you like get sick again. So it's like, so when it's all condensed, it's kind of nice. Then it's like it's just all gonna be over soon, and we are kind of on the up now. The weekend was really bad, but now we're on the up. So, but it's been, whew. Rough. Um. Well, yeah. Good luck with that. Yep. How about yourself? How's things? I mean, just god awful. I just oh with, no. Oh, with all this stuff. IRL is just a nightmare. We, we've talked about it before. Yeah. Just dealing with my grandmother's stuff is still going on. It's still going on, bro. I. It's getting to the point now where pretty much everybody I talk to. At the hospital, I'm always like throwing the lawyer word out there yeah. because it's, it's like just, I just yep. have to. I just have to threaten everything. Like it went from being. Remember how I said we were trying to like get my grandmother. Um, yep. Not it's not competency because that's a legal term. It's capacity. Whether you have the capacity to make like medical decisions, they actually revoked her capacity, which was good. Because okay. my sister's the power of attorney and the healthcare proxy. So now it's like the decisions in her <laughs> hands, which is like beautiful. And then finally, my grandmother was like, I want to go into a nursing home. I want to come up near you. I'm like, we're like, yes. Yeah. Thank God. We don't have to convince her anymore. Yeah. Like she's in the hospital. Um, they, all of this stuff. And then we're waiting to talk to like lawyers and whatever to uh, to try to get the Medicaid application. Because that's the craziest thing. You would think like you want to apply for a government thing. You would think like, I'm sure it's pr like, maybe I have to wait in line, but it's like, I'm going to fill out a form. Right. Yeah. And like that, you know, maybe give them some paperwork and everybody I've talked to, including like lawyers and hospital people, they're all like, do not do it yourself. Like you need someone who knows, like basically a lawyer, like an elder attorney who specialized, like Jesus. to fill it out, which is like seven to $15,000, which is great. Sick. My grandma. <laughs> Now my grandmother's in the hospital. Eighteen hundred dollars a day. I've been paying. Eighteen hundred dollars a day, bro. bro. Because they, it went to the point where they're like, 
fixed kind of her direct medical things. And they're like, well, we send her home. And I'm like, you're not sending her home. Like you, she, there's just, you just, she just can't, she yeah. can't, you know, she just she can't take care of herself at this point. Um, it's well, super fucking depressing. That's... And then, so we're like, here's the plan. We have a meeting next week with like the Medicaid expert of the area. It's going to be all this stuff. And they're like, cool. That was the plan. And that was like a month ago. And then all of a sudden yesterday, I get a phone call from my sister frantically crying. They, they're discharging her. Mm. I'm like, what? Like, what are they? She doesn't even have a key to her house. Jesus. The dude. ambulance is just going to drop her off. And like, she's with dementia. Like, what the fuck are you people doing? Uh, and then, yeah, we flip out with them. They're like, all right, well, we'll sign the discharge papers tomorrow. So I don't know how you can go from deeming somebody. I mean, I know how they can do it. But yeah. like saying you're, you don't have the capacity to make medical decisions for yourself. We were giving it to this person. Them with the hospital makes a plan to get you straight into like a nursing home. And then all of a sudden, right before, like, oh, like a, you're out days before, it's like, nope, you have capacity. And my grandmother doesn't remember having these conversations. So she's like, when am I going home? Why am I here? She forgets. Dude. Because she's got dementia. And the doctor's like, oh, she seems totally <laughs> fine because he sees her for 15 minutes. Yep. It's like, well, if you waited another 15, she'd be like, oh, hi, how are you? Who are you? I've never met you before, Dude. you know? It's like Black Mirror, but like in real life. Yeah. And and also been dealing with, you know, how I had my whole medical thing. Yeah. That was back. It was like months ago. Three months ago. And I've been like, when can I get a follow-up appointment with my doctor? Like, I had that all that stuff done. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we're waiting for the test results. I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean? Like, the, why would it take this long? Like, it should be yeah. It should be days. And they're like, oh, well, we're, we'll contact the other, because I got referred to another place, because there's like a surgeon and yeah. then the hospital that did my endoscopy and, and, and everything. And then finally, I end up calling for like the 15th time. They tell me they're going to call back. They never do. So finally I call and I'm like, what's the deal with the results? And they're like, we've had it for three weeks. It's been there, but oh, oh shoot. It looks like we didn't upload it to the system properly. So it's like, okay, well now I understand why they don't have access because it's all online. Right. Yep. But at the same time for three weeks, I was calling every day being like, what's the update? What's the update? And they say, oh, we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll get in touch with them. Why was it that when I call, I in in five minutes they yeah they're like that oh we know the problem we didn't upload <sighs> yeah so they've been either lying to me or whatever and I've been fucking dying here dude like you should see my mute button on my Go XLR is just worn off it's the only thing that has no because I'm just constantly clearing my throat and coughing all day all day all day today's the first day that I have that I've been like I haven't been fucking dying. Dude, like, and I oh. have an appointment tomorrow, so that is fucking, brutal. It's fucking finally. So I've just been exhausted. Yeah, like just there's like yeah, there's no there's no way to describe yeah how much that stuff like family stuff like that, not only, like weighs on you like emotionally when you're trying to like entertain or do your thing or just vibe, but then, and then just on top of it the the actual, just like, unbelievable incompetence, like. And Dude, every day I sit down at my stream and I'm like, okay, I've just got myself out of bed, right? I start the yeah. stream, 10 minutes in, I get a phone call. I see it's from my sister. I'm like, fuck. And she's like, I'm on the phone with the hospital. And it's like, and I walk away from the stream for an hour. 
Yeah. I have a phone call and I'm pacing around in a circle in my fucking office. Yeah. My heart rate's 130 and I sit down at, at my table and I'm just like, all right, I'm back, guys. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm yep. just fucking exhausted, mentally and emotionally exhausted. Yeah. But gaming has been good. Yeah. That's so, so like, mm. Mm. that's brutal, man. So let's just ignore that. Let's just move on from let's that just, bullshit. You know what? The games, games are what bring us joy. Well, m you know, most of the games. I do really want to hear about Diablo. I've been watching quite a bit of it, and I know you've been playing quite a bit, so I'm, I'm interested to like hear about it. But I figure we would hop right into some Tarkov stuff because it's the game on the list bringing the least amount of joy. <laughs> so, and there's really nothing, bro. Like I think we ended last week saying like mentioning that like. Hey, you know, we've been doing podcasts talking about other stuff, partially because we've been enjoying other stuff, but partially because it's like there's nothing happening in Tarkov. And so it's kind of more of that. We did get an event last week, which I freaking again didn't get to perk, dude. Uh, in the past, like, 18 months, I've taken, like, two weekends off, and it's been the two weekends they've done event. There's, like, three, four weeks ago, they did the all-boss event, and then they did this one, and I was like, so I didn't get to play a single but in Tarkov land, they did an event this week. Uh, there was no Chronicles of Rigi. There was no lore. There was no nothing. It was just like all bosses were 100%. Cultists were 100%. Um, goons were 100% over the weekend. And then there was a quest. To It was called Hint. And it was a skier quest. And to kill all the bosses once, four raiders, four rogues, and one of the cultist priests. Um, you didn't have to turn anything in. It wasn't like the, you know, turn in a helmet. It was just kill everyone. And they were hundred percent spawn chance. So it was like, Oh, okay. That's it was, it was yeah. kind of perfect. Right. Uh, and the reward was, this is the only, really the noteworthy thing was nine mil PBP. It used to be seven and 31, the good, good nine mil ammo. Yeah, yeah. You unlocked the ability to purchase that <laughs> ammo from that quest. So they basically added it back to the traders without just adding it back to the traders. They like gave us a quest to do to unlock it. But that was during the event. During the event, yeah. Now, so you, can you not? If do you it or miss the, the event, the quest is still there, but you have to like go get the bosses naturally. And it's uh, and they add they added it to skier level one, which is presumably them being like we're gonna put PVP back, but because it's so late in wipe. We don't want to deal with us putting it at level four and then people whining that they didn't. They, well, I want to act. You know what I mean? So they're like, it's end of wipe. They just put it at level one skier. It's, you know, seven, I think 750 around. You can buy 150 rounds per reset. They kind of just like right down the middle. It wasn't like a, you can't get like hundreds and hundreds of rounds, but it's not like 80 rounds. Per, you know what I mean? And they just put it right there. So basically what that means to me is that they're going to put it back in the trainer's next wipe. Probably. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. that's like the thing everyone talks about with nine mil. Um, but yeah, you can still do the quest. I missed it and I don't really care to do the quest. Um, <coughs> but yeah. Um, what's your stash looking like? So I know you deleted oh, everything. Yeah. Do you still have millions and it's full of shit? And I, it's completely full. I have 30 million rubles. I like, and that's partly because like we said last time, it's partly because like interacting with other humans in this game is like the, my least favorite part of it recently. So like, I've been sick. Oh, dude, I've been sick this week. So I'm just like, I'm running the lighthouse and people are like more lighthouse runs. And I'm like, look, this is basically an excuse to like hang out with chat, right? Like, yeah. I, like if you don't want to be here, like I totally get it. 
leave. Like, go watch somebody crush PvP. But this is how I keep my mental health right now. I'm like so much less patience because I'm sick and I'm tired. But I want to be streaming. I want to be gaming and vibing with chat. I want to hang out with you guys. So it's like we're just running some lighthouse runs. And it's been like that all week. And so, but it's just like, I don't, I, dude, I, one day this week, I was playing with Velian and Genu. And so we were just like going crazy with the PvP. And bro, I think we played for five hours. And I think there was only one raid where I killed a PMC and survived. Almost every raid, I just immediately died to like the very first thing possible. Uh, or if I killed someone, we ran into like an eight man, like, Dude, there was one moment and I was trying really hard not to let that like just get to me and get it to where like I'm like baiting my teammates where I'm like always letting them go first. I was like trying to like still like still make good plays and stuff like that. And there was one moment we were pushing three story dorms. There were guys in three story dorms and outside it shooting at us. And so I was basically trying to flank. They were like kind of by the car um, shooting at us and we were coming from two story dorms. So I kind of tried to do the jump, you know, where like you can break the window on the first floor and jump on the car and then jump in. And I was yeah, trying yeah. to do that. I broke the window and I got to the trash bags and I jumped and I jumped and I just was in for three seconds, just rubber banding. I'd make it halfway in the window and then I'd rubber band back out. It was like, and a guy on the third floor balcony just peeked over and killed me. I don't know what, what I was doing to him, but on my screen, I was just, I was existing still. in a, in a separate dimension. I was floating I had achieved flight and I was just rubber banding back and forth and I was like PVP everybody you know what I mean like it was just like Schrodinger's PMC yeah I existed in both states so so yeah so it was just like <laughs> it's just been I don't know man I don't know it just is what it is you know what I mean it just is what it is so not a whole lot happening. We still haven't gotten any Chronicles of Rigi. We still haven't gotten any update on Wipe. You know, we're, we're definitely at that point now where <coughs> everybody's asking when the Wipe is, asking, you know, what's pre-Wipe, if this is pre-Wipe or whatever's happening. And it's like the, the, the circle just like continues forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. And I just like, oh, dude, gross it's been brutal. And I'm trying so hard. It's so funny. It's like what I, I actually really don't care at all when people are like, Hey, do you know when the wipe is like people in chat get more annoyed at that than me? Like, you know what I mean? People in chat will be like, Oh my God, can we please stop talking about the wipe? And I'm like, I'm fine with that. Like, cause if, cause the answer is just like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. That's the answer is I don't know. What's frustrating is like, is the, like, this one's been really big. It's the same thing we talked about the other week, but like this one's been really big um, recently. There was like, did you see the leaked picture? I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. It was like a leaked picture of, but I don't know if it was a real leak, um, like PMC Karma. Did we talk about that? I don't think so. Let me... <laughs> Let me try and find it. Okay, here it is. Bro, can Discord's birthday fuck off? Yeah, seriously. Like, I, I want to ignore all badges. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, so that link, I'll throw it in chat as well. Tiggs tweeted it. Um, I don't know who... I don't know what happened. 
I, I guess, okay, I guess underneath he sourced it from Reddit. He didn't see this, but I think he got it from Reddit or something. And so, like, this picture, it was like, you are losing karma, avoid. I don't even know, dude. It was like half in another language. It was weird. And I thought that the general consensus was just that, like, this was fake. Like, somebody just made this up, right? But, like, it spawned... Um, you know, then like Logical said it's a visual bug, which I didn't know if he saw it on the back end. Anyways, it spawned like a resurgence in talking about PMC Karma. And like the nice guy made a video about PMC Karma, which is fine, by the way. Like I'm totally fine with that. But all, I say that to say that like there's been this huge resurgence in like PMC Karma. And it's just like, Stuff like this is what kills me. People are like, what do you think about PMC Karma? And I'm like, I don't think anything about it. We don't know anything about it. We don't know how it's going to work. Nikita mentioned, yeah, but yes, he told Nice Guy it's still on the table. But we, we have literally no idea how it's going to work. It's not worth getting fed up about. And that's my always response. And then it's like eight people being like, oh, my God. If they do it this way, I'm I'm leaving the game. If they do it this way, they're going to ruin the game. If they do it this way, that's going to be the stupidest thing. Classic BSG. They're doing PMC Karma this way, this, that. And I'm like, you're making things up and then getting frustrated about them. And then what happens, Veritas? And then what happens next? You know. Guys, I really think that they should fix the game before they start adding new features. I was like... They're not adding it. They're the the feature we're arguing about. They're not. It's not like it's not coming tomorrow. Like, like it's, uh, it's it's out of my like it you I it's out of my control. Like I try people like what do you think about PMC Karma? I'm like nothing. There are no thoughts. We don't know what PMC Karma is yet. But it doesn't matter. I I've lost control. The chat is it's floating away. It's out of my reach. Veritas. It just it starts. People are like, if, if they do it this way, I'm going to be terrible. And then it's classic BSG. They're going to do it this way and it's going to be terrible. And then it's like, oh my God, BSG, once again, adding features without fixing the game. And it's all made up. None of it's real. No, but it's, it's, you should ask, when they air. ask you, when they ask you, you should ask them what, what are their thoughts on the Dirac equation or <laughs> exponential or exponential decay? Yeah. And they're going to say, I don't know what that is. And you're going to say, exactly. Yeah. Because we don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The, the I'll tell you my thoughts once I know what I'm thinking about. Yeah. The, the, the analogy was like, the analogy I used was like, somebody's like, yo, what are you going to do when you retire? 65, you retire. Where are you going to move? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not 65. I'm not going to do it. And somebody else goes, if you don't move to Florida, you're the stupidest person in the entire world. And I go, I don't know. I'm not 65. I don't know where I'm going to live. And then somebody else goes, you should really reevaluate your priorities and live life right now. Why are you talking about retiring? And I'm like, I'm not talking about retiring. You know what I mean? Like, that's what happens. It's like, and everybody just comes in and it's like, we're not we're not, I'm not 65. I'm not retiring. Like I'm just living my life. And that's yeah, exactly Jesse, how it feels. I just got here. Why, why, why are you is, so mad? Why is Jesse Malding? What happened? What did I miss? Someone fill me in as to why Jesse's ah! so mad. Jesse is, you are, you are me on a six month delay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the, that was just like the example. So it's like when somebody comes in and says, Hey, do you know when the wipe is? 
I'm not even a little bit mad. I'm just like, no, I, I'm not. I'm just like, I don't. It could be soon. It could be far. I'm sorry that doesn't give you anything, but like that's that's not hard for me to say. That's not hard for me to just be like, I don't know. It's this. It's when it wait just like you, spirals. Wait till you start wondering out if people control. are genuinely asking the question or if they're asking the question because they know mm -hmm. it'll. It's annoying. Yeah. And, and at that point, you'll be past being annoyed by the question. Yeah. Now you're just annoyed that you don't know. Yeah. If they're just, you know. Yeah. If they're just trying to do the whole, I'm not touching you, yeah. I'm not touching you, kind yeah. of, that's a Twitch chat equivalent. Yeah. I also wish that I, if I was like a true like psychopath maniac, what I really wish I had the time to do was every time anybody said anything like, like, there is no way. <laughs> if they're like, there is no way we get X this year. There is no way we wipe before January of next year. Like, at, like even if I think they're right, just the, the confidence which would they say things, I want to so badly screenshot it, put it in an Excel spreadsheet, and then when, whenever what whatever thing happens, happens, like if Arena comes out, go through my Excel spreadsheet and just send these chatters their messages and be like, you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid. Because if I <laughs> tweeted it, if I tweeted there's no way X and then X happens, you know people would dig through and find the tweet and be like, idiot. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, I had people telling me 12 hours before Streets of Tarkov released that there was no way Streets was coming out in this patch. There is no... Jesse, it's been soon TM for six years. There is no way. And then it just whoosh, vanishes, right? It comes out and they're like, oh, Streets is fun. Either it just vanishes or they just vanish. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. I hate when someone says some edgy shit and I'm like, okay, give me one minute. And five minutes later, I'm like... Here's the proof you're wrong. What do you say? And it's like cricket. Exactly. Cricket, and that's always the last message that they've had since 2001. Exactly. Like and so it's like, I want, I wish I could, what I wish I could do, you know how like when you're, when you hop into a chat for the first time and you have to ex agree to the rules, I wish I could retroactively do that. Like I wish I could right click on someone's username and click, they have to agree before they can type in this chat again, they have to agree. And I upload the image. It's just like, you were wrong about this. You have to agree that you were wrong about this before you can type in my chat again. <laughs> you, we need to figure out how we can implement the way that websites ask about permissions for cookies now, all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I swear to God, I have to accept cookies on every website. Every website. Every single time I go. In, in very much the same way that I have to tell BSG in the launcher to remember my login every time I log yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like... Maybe the feature's broken if you can't remember. Not even, you can't even remember that I want you to remember, let alone yeah. remember the login. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, um, anyways, so all that being said is that Tarko is more of the same. I've been vibing with chat, making fat stacks of cash, and joking around and having fun scav armies, and... We don't really know anything about anything. They did the event. The event didn't lead to anything, which is fine. Like, I'm not saying everything should. I'd rather them do events, even if they don't have lore to back it up. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. but other than that, <clears throat> that's Tarkov. That's it. We hope for more. We cope for more. And uh, and then we just continue. The... What is it? Air, Airwing Marine said this. The beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. Attention. Yeah. So uh, outside of Tarky, though, how's Diablo? Bro, it's so fucking good. I've been hearing it's so good. It's so good, man. Yeah. Is it so like how different is it from like other Diablo games? Because like I'm looking at it and it's all the same. Like the oh, I I keep hearing about like the open world aspect of it is like a new thing for Diablo. Yeah, so I can't. I I played Diablo three for like a month. Okay. So I can't really speak to D three as much. Although I I think a lot of the things I'm saying apply to D three, but. Like, don't quote me. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not an... I, I honestly just don't even remember. Is D2, um, like, the one? Like, D2 the, is the Diablo one. game? Yeah, D2 yeah. is the one. Um, Diablo 1 was just... It's ancient. Yeah. Um, But it was, like, you know, one of the first of its kind. Um, When did... It was fucking... It was fucking awesome. Uh, When did what? When did D1 <laughs> come out? <laughs> December 31st, 1996 is when yeah, D1 man. came out. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so the way that Diablo One worked was there was like the little uh, town area where you bought potions and you know whatever, and then you like walked like half a mile to like a church, and you like went into the church and it was like you go down the levels. Okay. So like you go to level one and it's like okay, I need to heal and go fix all my shit and whatever. Walk all the way, and there was no jogging; it was walking everywhere. So you're just like, damn. It, dude, it was the most painful thing. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Um, but the thing was, is it, like, wasn't the worst the first time you played through it? Yeah. Especially because but, you didn't know, like, in 1996, what did you have to reference, right? Like, And here's the thing. I played Diablo 2 before Diablo 1. Really? Um. So, in Diablo 2, once you get decently far into the game, or, or as, like, a sorcerer, uh, sorceress or you get into the end game you're you teleport everywhere mm. so like literally you're going from you have your your characters in the middle of the screen right you put your cursor in the upper right hand corner <coughs> you right click and you are there oh and it's like, zoom, zoom, zoom. so it's you're, it's only one screen at a time over yeah. but it's like zoom, 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 zoom. i mean you're just flying right yeah um so yeah, going back and playing Diablo 1, it was like an experience that I'm glad I did, but fuck me, I'll never play it again. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. But, but dude, Diablo 3, like, I mean, sorry, 4, Diablo 4, how do I even, it's, first of all, it's it's Blizzard, the the cutscenes, yeah. the cinematics are fucking 11 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a the whole, like, mommy meme. I yeah, don't know dude, the mommy Lilith. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was one of those things like the first day the memes were going around i was rolling my eyes and then the more she showed up on screen the more i'm like mommy where are mommy. you <laughs> i need it every time the cutscene would end i'm like Bro. no you know what's funny on, is that's like man. such good marketing for them too like holy cow <laughs> like holy cow oh shit um yeah so i don't even know where to start with it like a lot of the, th I didn't like D three, and I think the popular opinion was generally that like D three being the thing everybody was waiting for after D two was kind of like a letdown. Yeah, it was still a good game, but like yeah, it wasn't an epic game yeah. like D two was. Um, 
but there were some cool things about D3 that I really liked that were really cool, but they were also like not. When I played D3, I would say like I was a casual yeah. player of D3. Um, you know, this is way before a content creation. I was working full time, yeah. you know, uh, and there was some elements of it that were like kind of grindy and pretty obscure and kind of hard to follow. But the, the way that most of the Diablo games have <laughs> been is they are the the world and the dungeons are basically like randomly generated but okay. they follow they follow set rules so there's only like 7 8 12 variations of a thing okay um so you kind of know where you know you teleport to the left and it's like okay it's not over here then you go up it's not over here then you know it's going to be to the right yeah, you know that yeah, kind of yeah. thing um and they're very linear so you're always going the same place and you just go until there's like the doorway, which takes you to the next thing. And then you explore until you find the doorway to the next thing. And like, that's basically yeah. how it is. Um, and you're always going from section A to section B to C to D. With Diablo 4, <laughs> it's a massive, huge fucking open world. Yeah. That you can, you could explore the whole thing without doing any of the quest line yeah. where you can do the quest line. Like I finished the main quest line. I'm like level 60 or something, um, 67 or 68. And I still have like probably 30% of the map that isn't uncovered. Jeez. And it's huge, dude. It's, it's massive. And the, the, the story takes you all over the place, but yeah. this is the first game that, that does, something honestly since i think like skyrim was one of the games that i feel like kind of did this okay but diablo 4 does this fantastically which is it's like my quest is over in this next town if i was like riding my mount my horse it would take me 10 seconds to get there <laughs> yeah and i am halfway there it's been two hours because I just, there's yeah. a fight, there's an event, there's something, oh, there's a dungeon over there, oh, there's a basement, oh, there's a side yeah. quest. And all of those things are worth doing, yeah. they're all rewarding, they all have their own unique benefits. Yeah. Um, it's just, they've just done it well. Yeah. They've just done the whole idea of an open world, whereas like every other game, it's... When I play like Fallout games, it's like main quest point, main quest point, main quest. I yeah. don't want to fucking talk to anybody. I'm really not interested in doing side quests unless it like unlocks some cool thing. <laughs> yeah. And like it was like Skyrim did that well for its time. You know what I mean? For like being so old. But like, yeah, like I, I found that to be the case for like Breath of the Wild. I don't know if you ever played Breath of the Wild, but like oh, yeah. it was a, it was a similar thing where it was like. Yeah, that's a good example. Actually. So dense with like. So like dense, but with variety. So it's not just like always like a mob. It's like it could be a puzzle. Like that's what I, you know, Zelda is so good. Like it could be a puzzle. You know what I mean? That you're just like, oh, I want to explore. It could have been one of the, what do they call it? They weren't the altars, but the the things that you had to go to everywhere. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what they're called, not altars. Remember. But yeah, um, like, you know what I mean? Or it could be mobs or it could be like, you know, a weapon or a chest or something or the Korok seeds. And so like because yep. of the variety, the world didn't have to look one way, but it was weirdly super densely packed with like a bunch yeah, of yeah. things to do. And so you could be, yeah, it takes me 10 minutes to get over there, but it's been four hours and I'm not over there yet. 
So that's cool. Yeah, there's so much to do. And for once in a game like this, I want to do everything. Yeah. And Cause there's like world bosses and stuff too, right? Kind of like Allah and MMO, right? Yeah. When I when I <coughs> booted up the game today, started the stream, I'm like, all right, I've got these plans about what I'm going to do. And I looked on my map and it was like world boss in 90 seconds. And I was like, I guess we're going to fight the yeah, world you boss. Got so you so you roll up there, you see like a little timer on like the icon on the map. Um and you roll up there, and right as you're if you imagine like a, a radius around the thing, right as you like hit the threshold, you're you're put in an instance okay, with okay, eleven okay. other people. Oh so there's twelve people that are all fighting sick. the world boss, and um it's pretty epic. There have been uh there have been times where we've just like rolled it. There have been times where it was like I died a few times. A few of the guys died a few times. Um, but uh, but the most impressive thing to me now I am there's like there's like the main game, then there's like the end game, uh-huh. and then there's like the end end game. Like yeah, the people who are already fucking Paragon level nine million. And they've already been doing the tier 57 fucking nightmare dungeons or whatever. Like they're doing things that I still have. Don't even know what they are yet. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this game seems to me. To be a fucking fantastic balance between being really enjoyable for a casual mm. and also for more of the serious like hardcore grinders. Yeah. Um, like finding it, that balance well actually yeah like i mean first of all like i said the main quest line the story is fucking fantastic this is yeah. the first diablo game i didn't really care much about yeah. the story in any of the other diablo <laughs> games um but like i was looking forward to all the cinematics and it was mostly mommy but not all of them um the what was i getting at i forgot what i was saying um like the balance between yeah casual okay so uh it's really, really easy and quick to like fast travel between places. Um, there's a lot of little conveniences over like Diablo 2. One of the most annoying things with Diablo 2 is your belt. If you didn't have a belt, you had like four slots that you could put your potions in. And that's what you'd hot, hot bar like one, two, three, mm-hmm. four. Um, and it was just you constantly had to be picking up potions or buying potions and putting them in it was just an annoying resource that you had to always have your belt would change how many slots like how how it would be mm. like four but then there would be like multiple rows so gotcha. you could have like 12 or 16 <clears throat> or whatever but it was just super annoying with and i think diablo 3 also improved on this but like i said i kind of skipped that so diablo yeah. 4 your character has just its own thing that is like your potions um it's not like a resource. You're not buying potions. So you never have to buy mm. it. When you walk up to like a blood, like it looks like a bird feeder, but it's full of, it'll like refill all your potions. Ah. Um, and then as you, as you progress through the game, you're increasing the potency of the potions and the number of potions. So like now I have like nine potions, um, just little things like that. It's like less annoying resource management for yeah. some of the most like uh in, in diablo 2 you had to buy scrolls to identify items every time you picked up an item it was unidentified and then you would 
click on the scroll of identify, click on the item, and it would identify it. And then you'd see like what the role was on the stats. That's like that Tarkov. <laughs> Middle yeah. mouse button to inspect. Basically, but in, but instead you had to buy a buy scroll. Something. To, um, and then like if you wanted to take a, a create a TP to town, a town portal, you would have to have a scroll of town portal. Um, so you'd have to, it would be a resource where every time you did it, you had to consume a thing, whereas yeah. now it's just free. You yeah. know, so it's like, there's no gameplay benefit to making that a thing that yeah, you yeah. get consumed. Um, the, there's the drop rate of really, of good stuff is to the extent that like, it's, if it was one every thousand, it like, nobody would ever, you wouldn't feel like yeah. you're ever being rewarded, yeah. you know, if you've only playing an hour or two a day, like the average person. Um, so it's just high enough where like you're excited to get new stuff. You're constantly every time you get an item, you like hover over it to see like how does it compare to the one I have? Yeah. And very often probably every five minutes you're finding a thing that's better than one of the slots you have yeah. before. So you're always excited about getting more powerful. You're getting more skills, yeah. even as a casual. But if you're more serious about it, there's also the element of you have the ability to like re-roll individual yeah. stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you so you get to build like the perfect yeah. gear but there's also a little bit of like a gambling element where it's like you get to re-roll a thing. Like I don't, I don't care about this stat, right? Like if I'm a sorceress, I don't care about strength. So like re-roll that thing that's plus ten strength, and maybe you'll get plus one rank to some you know Blizzard skill or whatever, yep, right? Yep. Um, and then there's also another element where like there's these legendary items, and legendary items have it's it's called a legendary affix where it's like okay. a special skill, a, a special add-on that's like above and beyond. Okay. Um that is usually like really powerful mm -hmm. you know it might be like you have uh you know whenever you kill an enemy you have like a 70 percent increased critical chance for the next like 10 seconds or something yeah. um you know or there's there's a million different combinations what you can do is you can actually extract that affix off of the item oh. and it's basically like you have an IOU kind of you have like a yeah. version of it, it where if you find another item like a rare item that's not legendary you can imprint it on that so that might have all the really good stats you're looking for but that's not the kind of so sick and then then the other alternative is basically every dungeon has a legendary <coughs> affix associated with it so when you beat the dungeon oh. you have it's called uh, the codex of power where it's a book with all of the affixes that you could have and they're all empty so you're filling the book out as you go. And when the cool part about that is once you get it, if you extract it from an item, it's like one time use. Um, oh, so you can you could put that on one weapon. But yeah. once it's there, you can't do anything with it. The other element to it is there might be like a stat range where it's like, you know, when I, how I said you had like a 70 percent chance of something. It yeah. might be 50 to 80. Okay. So if you get like 80%, you're like, oh shit, right? Like it's a high. This is roll. a good one. Yeah. Um, so when you extract it, you're like, do you want to put that on? Yeah. Like, I want to save this for the end. For the game. best thing. Because if I put it on yeah. this item, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. find a better sword five minutes yeah, from now. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. regret it. Um But the cool part about it is is that if you go to like a dungeon, you beat the dungeon, that Codex uh, that um, affix will be added to the codex, 
and then you can use it as many times as you want, but it's always the minimum roll. Oh, so you can still find out in the wild higher rolls of that, but if you wanted yep. to use the minimum roll. See, that's super that's so cool cuz like that's what I always find to be really interesting about loot um loot driven games is the balance between like grind for loot feels like gives you the higher dopamine when you hit the one thing you've been grinding for forever but that's got such a high barrier of entry and then mm -hmm. on the flip side you have if every second you get better loot uh nothing really feels valuable and and it's not worth playing that game of min maxing and so yep. like i've always been fascinated with like how you find that middle ground where it's fun for casuals but it's fun for the grinders where you're rewarded often enough to keep the dopamine drip going but not so often that you still want to play the game and min max and save things for later um they found they found a like i won't say it's cool. perfect but so the cool part is is like if you go online and you see a build guide to get max rolls of all of those things would take you so long mm. you know hundreds of hours yeah but if you just want to the min rolls of all of those things you could basically make your thing in a few hours you just go to these That's six dungeons cool. yeah so, so you can have and it also allows you <laughs> it's actually been what i've been doing now um it allows you to basically like make your build already but it's all like placeholders like i've got like low to mid tier yeah. rolls on all the things and all the slots i want um uh, so you can see all the synergies and stuff and then you just like build up this build with better yeah. versions of each one that's cool and that and that's the other cool part about about this because you can play it and each of those individual disparate little things are they make a difference in the gameplay yeah. to the point where like you get it and you definitely feel the power increase and it, you'll be able to get to level 50 and to beat the main quest line which will be enough for i think like most people yeah um once you do that then you basically like you can upgrade to like world tier uh three yeah um which is like the beginning of the end game so now rather than your skill tree there's a whole new thing called the paragon board which is this like I, don't, I can't I won't even describe it can't, yeah. it's just there's this whole like geometrical thing with yeah I'm not even going to describe it it's like, just a, basically a skill tree on steroids yeah okay 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 that allows you to power up in a very specific strategic way for what you want and that that's like will take you you know all the way up to level 100 and more um but in the case of when you want to play like Endgame, one of the things that that you like struggle with in these games, uh, especially like in in like Diablo three or Diablo four, is you have a resource. Like every character has a resource. Okay. For like a for a sorceress, it's mana. Yeah. When you cast a spell, it uses a little bit of mana, yeah. right? Um, all of the different characters have different mana resource i've literally only played rogue so i actually don't know what all the other ones are called yeah but like normally it's like you know frenzy or something with like bar yeah uh it might be like fucking gaia energy with like fucking druid, druid. i don't know right <laughs> i don't know I, I i i've only played the one um, yeah i don't remember what they're called but one of the one of the 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 kind of things that you that slows you down and can be kind of frustrating is when you like cast the spell cast the spell you're out and then you're doing like weak attacks while it's mm -hmm. growing you know building up and then cast the spell that can you can actually still like do that and have it be fun and be casual yeah 
you're just going through the dungeon, kill, 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 yeah. running, you know, jogging along down the corridor to the next area, and you, you kill a guy, hit a guy four or five times and kill him, hit another guy <laughs> four or five, and then it's like, okay, it's going to spend three minutes chunking down this boss, you know, to yeah. like to 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 kill them. Um, whereas in the end game, what you want to be doing first of all, you're going to be like on a higher tier. All the they're going to have thousands and thousands of, of yeah. health points rather than like 50 health points. I mean, you're doing millions or billions or whatever fucking damage. Yeah. But you're like run in. There's 75 elite en- enemies that that and you like press a couple of buttons and they just are deleted and you just like loot, move on to the next one. It's the ultimate dopamine. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. The ultimate but, power fantasy. Yeah. But doing that doing that like like getting there actually takes planning and kind of thought yeah so like the the build i have uh with rogue um it the main ability is called twisting blades so the, the, the you have the dual wielding like daggers or swords right mm-hmm. and you go and you stab them with this thing and then once you're done like a second or you know two seconds later they come flying out spinning and they return back to you okay but they do a ton of damage so what you do the the kind of you know the goal of it is there's a big group you you kind of dash over to one side stab 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 dash over to the other side and then it just chunks through them all yeah um but then you also can lay down like a trap um and there's multiple traps. One like sucks them in and the other one's like poison and does all this other shit. Yeah. So basically you like dash into the center of a group, lay your traps down and just fucking stab. And it just blades everywhere. And like the whole thing just crumbles. Yeah. And, but for the long time I was struggling with the energy and okay. what the, like the way that I'll just explain like one build and it'll give you kind of the idea about conceptually how it yeah. works is like there's some active skill that basically says when you deal damage to someone affected by your trap okay it it will make them immune uh sorry not immune um it'll make them vulnerable gotcha which is like a status effect yeah. basically means like you're going to just going to take more damage yep. um but then there's another effect that says when you do this thing on vulnerable enemies it'll increase your critical strike chance you know massively yeah. and then there's another affix on a legendary that says when, when you, do you crit, crit when you do crit damage it'll increase it will um like return some of your energy cost of the thing you did so it's like there's like five different skills and a couple yeah. of different affixes that make it so that you're doing infinitely. Like I can, I hold right click, which is like the 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 stabbing yeah. effect. If but it's normally filling your it, it energy takes, while you, while it takes it, yeah, yeah. So normally it takes three like three stabs and you're out of energy. Yeah, you have like a hundred energy and it's like 30, 30, 30, and then you have to wait. <laughs> um, now I can like do this like dash which is uh, it's an instant teleport yeah onto like the target i can dash hold down right click put the traps down everything gets sucked in everything dies like all the elites like everything they just die in one second everything and then i can dash over 
do it again. Oh, and then there's another one where it's whenever you like do damage to people who are trapped or vulnerable, then it it reduces the number of uh, the cooldown because like mm. my ultimate ability that sucks everybody in, it has like a 50 second cooldown. Yep. But if you watch, I'll I'll be in the middle of a group and I'll cast the ultimate, cast the ultimate. <laughs> because yep. my blades are spinning around and every one of those things, if there's 50 enemies around me, the blades are going hit, hit, <laughs> hit, hit, hit. There's a 30% chance to proc a crit. There's a 25% chance that like, that does this. Get and a it little just, bit of, brrr, yeah. The bars are just yeah. going up, down, up, down. So it's, it's like you're saying, like you can, you can just like run around and do whatever and click if you want. But to get to the end, you have to like learn the chaining of events that 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 can give you the most of everything like maximizing your gear skill but also maximizing like yeah if you do this it makes them vulnerable if you hit someone that's vulnerable you can crit more and the more crits you do the more energy you get back so you want to make sure you're doing all those things and, and that's the thing is that like if you don't if you don't know about like this combination I, I played for like three or four days where I'm like man this feels like something yeah I really people are talking about how good this build is I don't know it's awkward I feel like I'm constantly out of resources i can't really move very fast and it was like oh you need this affix and this passive skill in it and all of a sudden it's like boom i'm a fucking god all of a sudden yeah you know um <clears throat> that's funny. and and it just like none you don't really run into those kinds of issues if you're a casual going to level 50 yeah. like you you don't need to worry about that but if you were to put them in like a tier three nightmare dungeon they would walk over and they would die to like the aura of a minion. Yeah. From like a half a screen away, it would just do like instant because they wouldn't have the resists. They wouldn't yeah. have the defense. They'd walk over, they'd hit him once. You'd see the health bar not move. Yeah. And then, you know, or they would go in and they'd kill. There was a dude, there was a fucking meme where everybody was doing uh, this is my favorite. Everybody always wants to do like I've got the the most epic build. Yeah, here's my like build demo, right? And there's there's one where the druid during the beta was a meme because yeah. it was just really fucking bad. Um, and at one point, like he's going up against a boss or whatever, and at the same time, the same level like barbs would be doing tens of thousands of damage, and you see the druid is like, and you see seventeen, oh <laughs> and it was my just like God. And so it was just the meme of like 17 damage or whatever. And then another video, another a dude put out a video uh, unironically where he was like demonstrating the most OP druid build. Now, there the, are these things called, I actually don't know what they're called, pillars. Uh, I'm not sure what the actual official term is, but they that's what they are. They're like these little monolith pillars where there's a few different kinds. One of them's like greed where you go over to the pillar and you activate it. Okay. And there's like a little thing that hovers over your head for like 60 seconds. Gotcha. And whenever you kill an enemy, they drop gold. Gotcha. There's one that like makes you like a fucking shrines. That's what they are. They make you like, like you're like a turret of like blades and, or you like move super fast or you're like invulnerable for 60 seconds. They give you these abilities. Yeah. This dude did like the demonstration video and he went to like the boss fight using like the infinite damage shrine and he was still like slow like but the whole time he was using the fucking shrine and it was like 
that's not that's not your build that's not your build man yeah. like um it, it, asmongold's always his videos are always memeing like it should be he, he said yesterday in a video it's like it should be illegal for people to like use the fucking shrines uh in these build, in demo build videos. guide <laughs> because it's like what like it's just misleading it yep. makes you look you know makes you look crazy it's like what but, are the stats um, on your m4 and you have no recoil cheats and you're like oh yeah it's i, I use this this crazy m4 man yeah 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 so dude it's just so fucking good it's so good That's so um, sick man I've got I've got so much more to do. I see like a thousand hours of more yeah. content that I could easily I put in. I genuinely think I would love it too. I just wish I had more time. You know what I mean? Like, cause I I I really genuinely think that I would love this this type of game. And I missed it, right? Like, I never played Diablo two. I, I missed this whole era of PC gaming that this game is nostalgic for. And uh, it looks. I've been watching. I've been living vicariously. I've been watching a ton. Lurking in uh, your channel, Deadly, Sequisha, um, just like soaking it all up and like seeing it. And it just like, it looks like it's a blast. It's so good. They've been playing hardcore, which I don't yeah, have. Deadly's been doing I hard. don't, I don't have the balls for, but also I like too many times I want to like pull up a browser tab and yeah. be AFK. And like most of the time, if someone walks up to you, they're going to hit you and they're going to hit you and you're going to have like 30 seconds before you're dead, but you can like. Yeah, kill them, and you know. But sometimes, like, oh. sometimes I fat finger like the the menu, yeah. like the the character menu, and then I go to like get out of it, and I open the abilities menu, and then I go to exit out of that, and I like pull up the yeah. console, and I'm like, and I just die. Yeah, I wouldn't want like a hundred hours no, of grinding sure. to be over because uh, yeah. when you die, it's permadeath. Hardcore seems insane. That seems yeah. insane. <laughs> so I don't know. There's there's I'm sure there's like a meta to how they do that. Like you probably you probably need to spec on the defensive side yeah. way more you know like yeah. I, I didn't have to th I, I didn't have to think about defense until yeah quote unquote end game until level 50 um i'm in the now doing paragon stuff and i'm yeah. on like the tier 3 because that's like a big leap up um in terms of like the difficulty like the things are going to hit harder there's going to be more elites uh, you know, like it, when you're going through the normal game at a dungeon, there's usually like one elite with like a bunch of like, you know, kind of extra yeah. health minions around him at the end of the dungeon. When you do like a nightmare dungeon, you know, tier 10 or whatever on world tier three, you go into a room and there's seven elites. The next <laughs> room, there's five elites and like a hundred men. You're like, yeah. there's just, it's just a different, and they all go right to you. Yep. And they like crowd control you, so you're like on the ground, stunned, so you like can't move. Yeah. Um, it's it can be pretty rough for sure. I was talking to Airwing, and he was playing. He was like, I'm. He was doing hardcore, but then he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm having another a non-hardcore character. I'm trying to keep at a similar level, so if my hardcore one dies, I can just like keep going. And he was like, I did like eight hours of hardcore, and then I hopped on a regular account, and I got to where I had gotten in like 90 minutes. Because you just yeah. play so, so differently. You know what I mean? So I was like, that kind of makes sense, too. It's like, you're just going to, there's there's a freedom to just, like, tinker in not hardcore. Yeah. Like, I got this new build. Let's see how it goes. Okay, it's not good. You and know what I mean? You just teleport into a group and you, like, see what happens. Yeah, yeah. You know? And you're like, oh, I'm dead. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's crazy. Apparently, people were saying that they're, uh, Overscale said, logout macro is the meta in Path of Exile. The game has them built in. So basically there's like a button yeah. you press that logs you out. So it's like 
you if you see your health bar go you're like that's kind of lame yeah uh but at the same time like dude you should see so many times i'm like owning i'm owning i'm owning i'm owning i go to this one group and something happens and it's like health is like this and you i I swear to god i hit if you could see me how fast i'm hitting the q which is the potion button you'd think there was a macro i'm like (laughs) and you just see like the health go like like up down up down up down it's like literally can if it goes down like i'm doing damage doing damage doing damage doing damage they're dead Oh, thank God, where it's oh like, if I run out of these nine potions before I'm I can dead. kill them, I'm fucking dead. Um, the, but the multiplayer elements are great. They have, like, in-game chat. It works fantastically. When, you, when you're partied up with people or there's people nearby, you get more XP. Oh, and also, cool. And also the, um, the enemies scale, and they get harder. But at the same time, it's like there's harder much harder enemies but having two people can make it still so that it's like still easier Mm. um yeah yeah it's like scales but it's not just like because at the same time like while i have i suck them in and they're all crowd controlled then like the sorceress can like freeze them all yeah yeah and then like so it's like you get to benefit from a lot of the things because you know like not every character can have all the things some characters are much more mobile like like the, the the rogue can like fucking dash all yeah. over the place constantly. The sorceress can teleport, but like you see the druid is just like running. Yeah. You know? and the so barbarian kind of like leaps, which is like kind of slow, but still faster. Yeah, so it's like that the enemies scale, but two players playing together are more than the sum of their parts. Like yeah, yeah. a build can synergize with the other parts of the build, but then like players can synergize with that. So it still ends up reinforcing like squad play, even though mm-hmm. the enemies and stuff scale. That's really cool. And I'm sure there's some point where I'm going to get, I haven't gotten there yet. I it was, it was close, but then I changed my build around and everything changed. But where like, I'm going to, activate like this thing where before you go into dungeons um there are these things you can craft that basically make the dungeon you're about to go into a special dungeon that's like a much higher level dungeon with better shit and you can craft those or you can find them in the world um those are the nightmare dungeons and um shit what were we just talking about like uh, (laughs) like we were talking about Playing with uh, with friends, it scales, but it makes it. S- oh yeah, so there's. So, I'm sure, like, I'm gonna craft. I had the ability to like craft a, like a thirty, like a tier thirty, and I was like, I think I would go in there and insta die. Yeah, like it would just it would just be impossible. Yeah. Um, but like I don't know where that threshold is, so it's really cool that like that I don't know where the ceiling is, but I know I'm just nowhere near it. But I also have yeah. like a build that makes me feel godly. The last thing I'll say about about Diablo is that I feel like the entire time I've been playing, if if something is exactly as hard as like you are good, yeah, it, it's just boring, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. If, if it's below that, it's ultra boring. Way boring. Yep. If it's just above that, but you want, I kind of, you want it to teeter between like 5% more, 5% less, where it's like, I'm struggling and then you like overcome it and then you're godly. But then all of a sudden like, oh fuck, I'm struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just been riding that line the whole time. That's as I progressed. And that's a good point where it's like, you don't even really want it 5% harder all the time. 
it's like you you also want to be able to ref, like be like I'm a god like you know what I mean yeah. like you wanted to yeah almost like move where you overcome an obstacle and you're rewarded for that by like feeling like a god for a little bit but then you're hit with another obstacle yeah I, it, like I would say once every forty minutes I'm in a fight where I'm like I gotta like pay attention because I'm gonna <laughs> fucking die like yeah. oh shit like this That's it might sick. be like a particular enemy type or it might be whatever right yeah. where it's all of a sudden like wow i need to pay attention but it's cool that you can kind of just yes. vibe out yeah and like That's there's cool. just so much so much left i have to do and there's there's reasons to go everywhere and to do everything it's not just it's not just completionism yeah it's like if i go and do if i collect these fucking three statues if i do four side quests and i clear a stronghold then i'm gonna get like plus four paragon points which is like that would take me five hours to do. Yeah. And in the meantime, I'm now going and completing a stronghold, doing these quests that I get rewards for, killing a bunch of elite mobs. So I'm going to get item drops. Yeah. Like it's a roll of the dice every time. You So you're excited to see what drops. And then at the end, it was like, it's so it's never just I'm doing this like in Tarkov. I did these five quests so that I could unlock this gun. Yep. This game is... I'm doing all of these things so that I can do this other thing, except all of the stuff in the middle. It, it yeah. doesn't feel like filler and it's not boring. Yeah, And you're getting loot it, that could replace your current loot. And then, you know, you're getting resources that you want to do this with. And then that all is a part of doing the original goal you were doing. Yeah. It's just so That's good. Like, now the, I would say the only thing I don't give a fuck about is like, I'm not going to sit and listen to the NPCs talk about yeah. the side quest. Oh, Joey at the bar. It's actually interesting. Like, <laughs> they did a good job of filling it with like one of the things like the, the uh, side quest, there was like a, a shopkeeper said like his sign was stolen or whatever. And then okay. you find like a woman there. I think like the guy that stole it was like maybe her husband or her best friend. Yeah. Um, I think maybe she stole it because like it was his favorite bar and she was like taking it to like the three places, like his three final places to like commemorate like our final journey and then, like, so you, like, go with her to these three places, and she's like, you know, let's drink to them at, like, this yeah. area. And there's bosses at each one of them. And then you, like, return the sign to the shopkeeper, and you're like, hey, it was, like, this guy and this girl, or this girl, because this guy died. And the guy's like, oh, they're my favorite customer. And he, so it's, like, an interesting side yeah. quest story. It's not just, like, some goblins stole yeah. my wedding ring. You yeah, know? Like, go find it. Yep. Um, but at the same time, like, I'm usually just clicking through it. But, but it lets you click through, so it's yeah. fine, you know? Yep. Yep. It's so fucking good, dude. That's it's so, so good. sick. It's so I, sick because it's like good. It's so good to just get a W in gaming these days. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you've seen all the memes of like all the, uh, you know, statements all the studios are having to make after they launch their game because like, you know, what I mean? and it's just like so many of them. So it's like, it's just so good to catch a W in gaming. Like the game is just good. Today, and there was no cues. There's there hasn't been any cues at any point except today the servers went down for whatever reason I'm not sure they were down for yeah I don't know like an hour or something like that but through launch though the week the mm. early week and then and like then the, the official actual, week yeah there was a couple moments where you was a little <laughs> laggy when you're like in towns yeah because that's where like other players are like more stationed yeah um but you can still run into players out in the world but it's like not annoying and it doesn't get in the way yeah um. Now, I have had an issue with 
some moments of like stutters and whatever, but my computer is fucking dying, dude. Really? My computer is on its last leg. Like I'm, there were a couple times where I was like blue screening, like, oh. like I was with Tarkov. So, um, so that's why I've been talking to like stints to see, yeah, if yeah, can, yeah, uh, to, to, to get potentially get a new PC built because it's on its last leg. I, I, at this point, I'm not going to blame, I'm not going to blame any of the, those issues on the games. Yeah, uh, so yeah, much. yeah. But like overall, I haven't experienced any <clears throat> serious bugs or any serious performance issues. The servers have been up. There hasn't been any queues. Dude. Um that's that's from coming from Blizzard, like I'm amazed. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was gonna be an absolute fucking dumpster fire. Yeah. Uh, it's dude. Oh, that's so sick. We need more. We need more of these. We need more games launching finished and good and smoothly. I know that that's a lot to ask for in 2023, but uh Now, the other thing that uh I I saw super briefly and I know nothing about this, but um I want to talk to you about some No Man's Sky stuff because of what's been going on. However, before we do, before we do, I do want to take a second and thank the uh, sponsor for this episode of the podcast, and that is Factor. Um, <clears throat> Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. It can help you fuel up fast with flavorful, nutritious, ready-to-eat meals. Uh, so Factor's been uh, one of the people that's been sponsoring us for a while. You know, they sent us some, both some food and some smoothies and a bunch of the stuff that they do. And, uh, I mean, we, we've talked about it before. We love them. It's really cool. Um, it's really cool that everything that you get from them is ready to eat. So it's already cooked. You just heat it up and then boom. So perfect for, you know, the launch of a new game when you're putting 14 hours into Diablo, you know what I mean? Not having to cook. So not only do you get to skip the grocery store visit, but also skip the cooking of everything as well. Uh, and, uh, the big thing with factor, uh, is the, customizability and how much power you have over the whole experience. Not only do you get to choose how many meals you want, when you want to deliver, if you want to take a week off, if you want to come back for a week, if you want to change things week to week, but also you can do a whole bunch of stuff. You can do a calorie conscious options um, that are 550 calories or less. You can do protein plus meals with 30, uh, 30 grams of protein or more. They're doing all sorts of stuff for summer uh, surf and turf, like roasted garlic filet mignon and shrimp. Cajun spiced shrimp and salmon. Like, what? It's delicious. Shoot. Yeah, dude. There's 34 chef prepared, dietitian approved weekly options. 34 every week. So it's dude, it's good. It's good. Damn, me. son. Damn. Uh, son. They, they haven't let me they haven't let me down so far. It's, it's yep. always just uh it's always just fantastic meals with the perfect portion. Yep. I don't eat uh, you know, I, I'm kind of a normal eater. Uh yeah. and there's it's always just the right amount yeah um, i i would say i am an over like i don't know why i eat like i've just come out of the sahara desert and i feel sick every single day there was like actually one of the reasons why we ended up on um one of these types of services was because i just was i'm like sick all the time i just like overeat i don't eat lunch because i'm in here gaming or doing youtube and then i come out and i eat dinner and i just overeat and then i feel sick and so I found that these have like actually helped the portions. It's it's not it. I'm not hungry afterwards, but I also yeah. don't feel sick because I've eaten six pounds of Chipotle or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So, um, so it's really cool. So Factor's cool. Another interesting thing that I've actually had people ask me about, and it's cool that they have this here. 
Uh, with Factor, you can rest assured that you're making a sustainable choice. We offset 100% of our delivery emissions to your door and source 100% renewable electricity for our production sites and feature sustainably sourced uh, seafood in our meals. And then also the boxes that come in, everything is like recyclable. So that's pretty cool too. Um, so yeah, Factor, uh, thank you so much for sponsoring this. You can head to factormeals.com slash podcast50 and use code podcast50 to get 50% off your first box. That's a banger of a deal. That's code podcast50 at factormeals.com slash podcast50 to get 50% off your first box. Thank you so much to Factor for sponsoring this episode. Mm. <laughs> um okay oh, so bro, real quick that just reminded me really quick yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know what video i was watching oh my god i need to look through to see if anybody responded to my comment because i commented oh it was fuck maybe maybe not you ever watch four eyes furniture mm-hmm <laughs> I, I, I got on a binge at one point and then I kind of recently got back into it where it was like the people who make like the really nice okay. woodworking like furniture, like the the river epoxy tables and yeah, all that yeah, other yeah. stuff. So I've been I've been watching Four Eyes Furniture, um, Blacktail Studios. And at one point at one point the guy was like, you know, he's got his camera set up and mm -hmm. and he was like, hmm. And he was like, bonus points to anybody if you know what I was humming. The Mentos song? Like, Bro, is that the Mentos song? <laughs> I'm like, no way. Like, me and Jesse, like, every... I was like, that's the fucking Mentos song. That's and I don't crazy. Know yeah, I literally, I, I wrote that comment like a week ago. Normally, whenever I write a comment on a video, it's just like, whoa, what the fuck is Veritas doing? Yeah, and, and yeah. Spider-Man and Elsa video. <laughs> I didn't expect to see you here. Uh, I'm usually like, oh, shit. Keep it shit, down, keep I, it down. From my, from my official account. My yeah, but wait, I'm not on my um, own. What a but, deep um, cut to, to out in the wild. Like, like that's such <sighs> a deep cut of an inside joke between us. Like the Mentos. I don't even remember how it started. But to like find someone out in the I, wild. I had Mentos. I think I was oh, eating it yeah. on on yeah. My wife brought me Mentos. Yeah, and uh, and so to see somebody humming that song kind of out in the wild is great. Damn. Yeah, that's so, so funny. Any, anyway, I had to get that out there. <sighs> but yeah. So no what Man's happened Sky. with No Man's Sky? I saw that they announced an update, which they've done a lot. But apparently this, there was like some ARG stuff too, which I didn't know they were upkeeping. I thought your video was about all the ARG stuff they did 10 years ago when the game came out. Well, it ended in 2020. Oh, really? The ARG ended in 2020 and they haven't done anything since then. And then I start working on my video like a month ago, all about the ARG and <laughs> the lore of the story and all of this stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I've been going fucking deep into the paint. I'm in like the... um the uh, what the fuck is it called sorry i'm like googling it really quickly because i You're forget fine. um god damn it i'm not going to be able to remember oh is i it found it the game yeah the edison township amateur radio club 
forums. Oh, is that where like the the radio thing that you had mentioned, where like it turned out she was like moderating for them or something? Yeah, yeah. So oh this is my like God, like randomly because they did like radio. There was radio stuff. Like the Howard Stern show had like arg stuff from No Man's Sky on it. Where it was like randomly a commercial was like, and if you like changed it to binary, turned it into hex, it was like coordinates for the Bruh. fucking game, like, like real deep. And so, part of this started a couple days after the arg was, like, but nobody knew it had anything to do with No Man's Sky at this point because it took like weeks and weeks, potentially like more than a month for people to make the connection. Yeah, the people who are into args are just into ARGs. They just like. New arg on the way, and like yeah. people get into it, whether or not you know they're interested in like the main subject matter. Like mm-hmm. if this happened to be No Man's Sky, um, but like the moderator of the Edison Township uh, Amateur Radio Club or ETARC was like, "Hey guys, check this out. It's only kind of adjacent to like radios, but I thought it was really cool. It looks like some like interesting marketing thing." It turns out like she was like an NPC in the whole thing and and but the etark forums and this is a, a slight spoiler to what i'm talking about in the video i mean it's only like one of the bullet yeah. points but it's now atlas 65 forums at the end of the arg so um allison smith is the name of the company that did the arg okay. they've done a bunch of args they're like fucking masterminds Masters. of this stuff um they were the ones that had the forums but it, it got to the point where like the people who were into the ARG, this was like their home where they were like yeah. discussing things. Um, and it gets to the point where like after the ARG was over, they're like, we're going to shut the site down kind of thing. And they're like, well, no, we've got, we have this community here of people that are like friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so the community talked to hello games that made no man's sky. And they were like, we want like, is there anything we can do here? And hello games basically bought the website from Allison Smith and said, as long as you, these few community members can be your own moderators, like, and you can deal with it, we'll fucking maintain the website. Damn. How fucking sick That's is that, dude? so sick. Yeah. So now it operates as like... That's so cool. Under the guise of the company, one of the companies in the ARG, you know, Atlas yeah. Corporation, it's like their forum. Um, but like, I can go through all of the old threads and That's see... That's really sick. Yeah. Um... So anyway, uh, you know, I start doing this video about the ARG. It would be like me doing the iceberg video for Lost, and then all of a sudden they're yeah. like announcing a new, special. a new season, like Lost Season 7, out today. And it was like, what? Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Because the update had, um, like looking at Sean Murray's tweet, no Man's Sky Singularity. There's a ship with AI souls. A new expedition. Now, expeditions are... You literally create a new game, like a new save file, and you choose expedition. And it's like an instanced, like, kind of mini story oh. with, like... It's all multiplayer. Like, you spawn in, and you instantly see people, like, running around. Um, and it's very, like, integrated in with, like, multiplayer stuff and... Um, usually it tells like a little story. There's individual self-contained kind of quest line. And then at the end, it like automatically just turns into a normal save file. And it lasts like five weeks. 
I've never done any expeditions. That's um, crazy. And you get special rewards and cosmetics, yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, you know you unlock all kinds of things uh, as a part of that. So there's a new expedition. It involves like making like robots, uh, like automatons. Yeah, and I stuff. saw the trailer for the update, and I saw like little robots running around. Yeah, um, but at the end, it says ARG clues. <laughs> and bro, like. I only got to play like 20 minutes of it before because the Diablo servers were down before we did this podcast. Oh, and like yeah. There's, and, and so like already what I've done, I went in, did a couple of things, flew up into space randomly. There was like a fucking space anomaly thing shows up in front of me. That's all like robotic, but in like corrupted that it's not, I've never seen before. And it starts spitting out like 47. 50 side, 50, 59, 5E, A6. And it's like, what is all this stuff? What well, does it mean? You do you do this enough. I, in the short time that I've been in ARG land, I mean, I know about all these different fucking shift 18 <laughs> ciphers and, oh, sorry, like rot 18, I believe it is, um, which is like shifting characters 18 forward in like the alphabet and then that's what the that's like a common oh i think it's God. rod 18 uh let me just double check yeah it's one of the single transliteration ciphers that encrypts by replacing the characters in the text with other characters so it'll be like if you just move all the characters 18 over it suddenly it, it was garbage before and now yeah. it's a message oh my this God. was hex so like a5 is like you know i, I don't know h or something yeah so I instantly saw it and was like, went over to the thing. And the first message I saw said void prime, which is like hints at some, something that I'm, I only know a little bit about. Yeah. But it's like, I now know I converted it right. Right. Yeah, it's not like yeah. it was just garbage, you know? Um, and then the next one I did, cause it spit out a bunch of other things said, we will never see home again. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, like, what's it going to be? I don't know. So here's the here's the a little bit of a sad thing, but not really a sad thing. Yeah. At, on the 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 fucking ETARC forums, because uh, I, I basically made a thread where I'm like, I'm a content creator that wants to talk about this. Gotcha. I'm like, can you guys help me? Because I've got questions and there's so much shit. And at this point, I don't know what's what. Like, I've heard so many rumors and such speculation that, like, I need someone to be like, I, I might have a question that could take me two hours to answer that you could answer instantly and yep. give me, like, a link, you know? Yep. So I'm like, I probably have it in my notes somewhere, but it would take me so long I'd never get this done. So maybe you guys can help me. Yep. But And one of the things that I was actually surprised about was, like, most of the people, including, like, one guy who was one of the moderators who was, like, the most knowledgeable on the ARG, was, like, just so you know, the ARG isn't No Man's Sky lore. It's, like, not... It's not canon. And I'm, like... Are you sure it's not canon? Or are you not sure it's canon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a difference, right? Basically, they've never said it's a part of the story, but they never said it's not a part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on one hand, it's kind of like, what can we just dream a little bit? Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, 
I was kind of struggling with, uh, well, fuck, like, uh, here's the thing. The story told in the ARG, it's, dude, it's like lost level amazing. And it, it perfectly fits in. Like there's, there's no man's sky. Yeah. And then there's like the ARG and it just so perfectly fits in. Yeah. And it, it, together, they tell this amazing meta story about the history of the game, uh, its development, its release, the controversy, everything. Also about like free will, about what it means to be a human, what it like. See, yeah. Epic, amazing shit. That's like when you remove it, it's still great, but it's like, I don't yeah. want to. I want to talk about the story here. For sure. I don't want to believe that there it's, you know, but there's also like. So now that they're doing this thing, I basically I have a hope that maybe this expedition and the update is going to maybe say like this is more mm. this is more of the story because here's the thing a bunch of stuff in the ARG points directly to No Man's Sky yeah in the universe in the lore nothing in the lore points to the ARG yeah 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 nothing like the game never talks about the Atlas Corporation yeah but you have the Atlas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is this giant, massive AI. And there aren't like uh, contradictions between the game lore and the ARG lore that are that make them incompatible. So there are the what, what some of the mods and stuff were saying were like there are things that are kind of like they're explained in other ways in the in the oh, game okay. itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also the fact that like Allison Smith, apparently they've used some story elements, um, some small story elements and maybe some like character information from other ARGs in here. And that's their logic for why it's not canon. Yeah. But to me. I feel like it makes sense. Yeah. If the ARG. Like the ARG has a top down look, it can see in. Yeah. Yeah. In the lore of the game, I wouldn't expect it to be able to see out, yeah. especially if you know what the game is Exa- about yeah. and, and the universe. It wouldn't know about the the arg. It's just not like it's not like crazy. It's not like it's not like fan fiction that you're like the fan fiction is cosmic horror. Like you know what I mean? It's like th- if they're especially if they're literally three years after they ended the ARG, continuing it in some way, shape, or form. Like I don't think it's crazy to like call it the story you know what i mean because that's kind so, of part of what you're doing is like telling the story that isn't there completing the circle you don't need any of this information to play and enjoy the game it just enhances it if you're really into it so like yeah I don't, and, and it also doesn't need to be canon even if it's not yeah it's like it doesn't matter i'm still gonna it's tell still the an amazing story cool story it's, it's really cool yeah i'm gonna tell the story of the no man's sky and the arg it's still the same thing as I'm going to tell you the story of No Man's Sky. Yeah. If you assume that it also includes the ARG. So I would say that the biggest thing yeah. where they say it's not lore is for all intents and purposes, I think Hello Games gave Allison Smith some like f- information about some of the things they were working on, some of the future things that were coming. And they said, make the ARG. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the fact that like this says so much answers so many questions does so much stuff it's this massive 
massive like the story that's told in the ARG is like three books and No Man's Sky is one book and the three books are written mm. by not Hello Games so that's why they're like Hello Games didn't write this story how could it be canon but the way that I see it is yeah. I almost feel like they worked with them and they came up with this story that's so good if I was Sean Murray I would say nope that's canon now I would just yeah. steal it yeah I would steal it because it's too good it's too appropriate everything fits amazingly yeah it's just so it's it's too so like i'm choosing to i yeah uh, you know go go with the narrative because it's fun who fucking cares until sean murray says it's not canon i've dude i'm totally with you i don't think that's a stretch at all like i think that's yeah um but i'm really hoping that this whole thing leads more towards The moment the game references anything outside of itself is the moment where I'm like, nah, dog, I'm like almost convinced it's canon yeah, yep, yep, because yep. because then they're willing to introduce stuff from outside. Exactly. Once you once you once you take one thing. Yep. You know, like once that you doors put, open, once you put Elsa in the Spider-Man movie. Now they're inexorably linked. Now Shrek is in the universe. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, you can't have it just be a thing. You might as well just accept it's all connected yep. at that point. Yep. You know? Um for sure. Yep. That's a. Uh, that's crazy. So, so you so you ha- you haven't gotten too far into it, like through the energy just like i saw like the introduction to like the like the first line of the like oh you're awake in skyrim <laughs> yeah yeah i haven't gotten off the fucking cart that's being oh pulled yeah because you only started because diablo servers were down so you haven't gotten super deep into it dude the freaking excerpt of your video that you threw up was oh it dude, just makes whole... it just makes me want to watch the video even more like oh my god so yes yeah, I've spent, I've got a bunch of progress. Um, the whole iceberg video is, is it just keeps getting, it's more vindication that it was like the right way to go. Yeah, which is um, awesome. Especially because like one of the updates to the thing where like we're going to show you like new deeper layers of the game. I'm like new deeper layers, huh? Fucking sick. Like yeah. that's <laughs> going in the video. Um, so... The way it's going to be is I have like a hundred things on the on the iceberg. Most of them are going to be like a minute, 30 seconds of yeah. me like talking about a thing and then moving on. What you saw was one of the slightly more in-depth. Yeah, yeah. Where I took like four minutes where I, I actually edited together. Most, most like iceberg videos are... They zoom in on the word they're talking about on the iceberg, and there's a guy in the lower thing just talking, and then he moves on to the next thing. Yeah. I'm actually going to be putting some visuals on screen, but not for all of them. For sure. So it's kind of finding the balance between, like, showing while telling and also just telling. Yep. Because that's the thing is, dude, I'm so self-conscious when I make videos that, like, if I'm not showing you something, people are going to lose interest. Mm. Like, yeah. But yet all the content I love, half of it is just somebody Talking. talking. Yeah, and showing nothing like Wendigoon. He can just sit there in front of the camera and talk about like Bigfoot conspiracies for three hours. I don't need to see anything. Yeah. Don't just yeah. talk to me. <laughs> yeah. So yep. I'm trying to like embrace that. That sometimes for people sure. just want to fucking 
I mean, that's what all this podcast is, right? It's just us yeah, talking about shit 100%. without showing you anything. So yeah. I think there's value in that, but I just need to like be less self-conscious about it. Yeah. Um, also because like it took me two hours to make that four minute thing, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, so I, that's just not sustainable when yeah. there's a hundred things. hundred percent. Um, but there's so many little things that, that I, that are worth talking about. So one really quick little tidbit because everything, every time I dive into something, it like branches out. Yep. It's the worst, worst thing. Randomly, I'm on the Wikipedia page for E3 2015. <laughs> okay. Because, because that was... Oh, when it was the, announced? That was... No, it was announced in 2013 at VGX. Okay. that was So that was the interview that I showed uh, you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next like bullet point is E3 2014 and 2015, which is where they did the next trailer, and then, which is like... That was the one yeah. that everybody was like, "It's scripted." It's scripted. The dinosaurs weren't in the game, you know, all yeah. that other shit. That's like the infamous one, and yeah. then the next one was like the first kind of gameplay thing. So yeah. I, I'm talking about those. But bro, while I was I, so I had to sit through bits of the e the, the E3 2015, you know, the throwback yeah. on like the Sony fucking and and randomly, there's a trailer for a game. It was the announcement trailer for a game where I had to do a double take because I was like, wait, what? I watched the trailer and I'm like, yo, this is Dead Island. I, oh. I love I love Dead Island. I'm like, yo, this must have been when they announced Dead Island 1. No. Nope. Get to the end, it says Dead Island 2. Yep. They Bro, the game was fucking announced in 2014. And it just came out like And it came out like a month a ago. A month ago, yeah. Dude. <laughs> It, that game, I remember being super excited about Dead Island 2 in 2014, bro. They, it like, it was one of those games, it's like called Production Hell or something, where they like, like literally just like the studio is yeah, like, we're, yeah, we're done. And then like another studio gets it and then they're like, ah, we lost funding or whatever. Like that IP just got thrown around a ton for forever before it finally came out. I never, I haven't played Dead Island 2, but. And the, and then the fucking trailer is completely different. Yep, it's it's just a different game. You yep. know, like um, I just remember seeing it and being like, I don't remember. So and I was like, oh wow, Dead Island three then came out, right? And I'm like, no, that was Dead Island. <laughs> so it's but it's like just just one of the thing. Yep. Yo, I just got a drop for Diablo. Hey, <laughs> I just got a notification. Fuck yeah, okay. Um, that was just like one of the things where I'm like, I end up down another rabbit hole where normally it's just down the No Man's Sky rabbit hole. Yeah. But in this case, you're like, I'm like wait, God. how? Yeah, I'm like, do I even talk about Bro. this? And there are, I'm, I'm already to the point where like I'm writing a paragraph about like uh, on a side note, and I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do any more side notes. The video will be just so long. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, now there's another thing uh, that that I, I'm actually explaining that I, I wanted to explain here real quick because I think enough people who are listening here, as well as you, might actually find this fascinating how it works. Um. But one of the the main like selling points or marketing points or whatever from No Man's Sky, what was the thing that everybody all that was like the, all hot, the planets? Well, not that, but it was procedurally generated. Oh yeah, it's all procedurally generated. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's that, like because the thing oh was, God, the, amazing. It was four what guys. Like it's four guys yeah. making this, right? It's all procedurally generated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, do you know what procedurally generated means? I mean, just the idea that. You just give the computer, you know, like these are 
what this is what a planet should look like and then it just instead of them having to handcraft each one it just like fills in with a random set of rules or things that are applied to it yes yeah, so 16 quintillion times or whatever <laughs> 18 quintillion, 18 quintillion times. close which is 16 to the 16th oh yeah power. that's i keep saying 16 because you told me that fact it's 16 to the 16th power yeah um so this is something that's really cool because oh and this also like made me now with this arg i see patterns everywhere i see meaning <laughs> where there isn't i'm a, i'm a fucking i'm mel gibson in the conspiracy theory movie did you ever watch that movie way back in the day um the, the one thing I took away from that movie, because he's like a paranoid schizophrenic okay. or something in this movie. This is from like the 90s. Yeah. And I remember he put like a beer bottle on his doorknob as soon as he got in his house. So like if anybody turns oh. to, like the FBI comes to turn my so that like it would fall off and shatter to be like a little mini alarm. Oh, my just, God. Anyway. um, But yeah, I'm seeing fucking patterns where there is now where there is none. And actually, I'll, I'll tell you the pattern that I just saw within the first like five minutes of the no man's oh. sky update that now I'm like, is it connected? I don't know. I don't know. But, um, you know, when you look at a T like TV static. Yes. Like, you know how it's called, they call it like noise. Yeah. It's just, it's literally just a grid of black and white pixels. Yeah. 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 It just changes. Go crazy. I mean, that's how that right there is what Minecraft and No Man's Sky used to generate their world. It's it uses noise. Now, let me I'm going to I'm going to take that and I'm going <laughs> to explain it to you. So imagine. Imagine I. Want to generate a random string of ones and zeros. Okay, that is something that's not complicated that. People can just, I mean, you can do that with a pen and paper, right? Like, yeah. it's not hard to imagine a computer doing it. So imagine you have a, a random string of ones and zeros. Yeah. Imagine, though, that when you do that, you kind of have a bias towards ones. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it might be, you know, one, 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 or, you know, actually, it doesn't matter. A bias one way or another. So it'll yeah. be like one, zero, 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 one, zero, 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 yeah. one, zero, 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 zero. Okay. Now imagine you take that string. And you then convert it into a 2D image. Yeah. Where every pixel is black or white, yeah. depending on ones and zeros. Yeah. You now have noise. Yes. Then imagine what you do there is you smooth out that noise. So okay. between, rather than you have a black pixel and yeah. a white pixel and a gray. white pixel, there's like a gray in between, but you smooth it out. So now you've taken that noise that's randomly generated yeah and you've now gone black kind of dark gray light gray lighter gray white yeah now take that and make it so that the black value is zero and white you can just define it however you want let's say white like full white yeah is like eight okay so now you have a topology map Oh, so zero shoot. one. Imagine if it's Minecraft blocks high. So now you have zero, one, two, two, three, and now you have hills. All of the all of the the white, like those are peaks, and now you have like rolling hills 
Now you, and you can change that. Think about you. You change the scale of it. Well, now you have mountains, or now you have canyons, yeah. or now you have rivers. That's how Minecraft works. It literally just takes, it just generates noise, and then converts that into like a usable. Whoa. Um. There's a name. Uh, I forget what it's called. A uh, a Perlin noise. I mean, if you literally type in no Perlin, P-E-R-L-I-N, Perlin noise procedural generation, you'll literally see, like, the first thing I see looks like some old-ass school Minecraft. Um, That's... And and what all they do is they take that concept oh, and, yeah. you just, and you just apply it in a bunch of different ways. Then you can have different biomes. You can then yeah. apply it to, like, a cube and then a sphere, so then you have planets. I mean, that's, that's yeah. it. First video I see is Perlin Noise in Unity Procedural Generation Tutorial. Yep. So so That's wild. <laughs> so all you need is if you have a way of generating you know how like random you can have seeds in a random number generator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you have a seed, if I if I give the random number generator seed 17 and I say generate a random thing, it's going to spit out the same thing every time. The seed basically is is giving you like the constant uh -huh. uh, to like base the randomness because in computers there's actually no true randomness yeah. there's no real random number generation yeah. um it's almost always based off of like just the clock time the oh, number of like the number of milliseconds since you know 1979 or 19, December 31st at 1159 1969 is the epoch date that's like the that's zero yeah and everything after that is the number of seconds since then that's like a timestamp um very often that's what's used. They might take that thing and then generate a random number based on that. It might sum up all the digits, divide by it's just it just does a random thing and it gives you basically effectively a effectively random number. Effectively a random number, yeah. But it's not truly random because if you could put yourself back into that same state, you'll always get the same thing, which is how a seed works. So No Man's Sky, it goes through and it does that and and I'm simplifying it a of bit course, because they, there's lots of layers, but effectively it goes through and it generates the ones and zeros, does the same smoothing algorithm every time. So that's how you have a planet that's the same yeah, every time for everybody. And that's why No Man's Sky is 15 gigs. And there, it's it's the size of 18 quintillion planets. Yeah. And it's 80 gigs for fucking Skyrim. Yep. That's 16 square miles. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, and that's how they can do all that stuff. And they can say, like, oh, we don't know what planets are. But, they're not lying, right? Like, yeah, that's wild. Um, oh my god. So, that's wild. I, I I just wanted to explain that because I feel that's like it's so sick. It kind of. I don't. I didn't know. I saw that. I saw it as a completely different thing. I saw procedural generation as just like here's like ten different topology maps. Here's like ten different legs of an animal, ten different arms of an animal, ten different colors an animal could be, right? Like, that's how I see it. It's like you input, like, a bunch of things, and then you just, like, press go, and it knows I want a planet. I want it to be with like this. That's, like, a completely... Like, I would have never arrived there on my own, right? Yeah, so, I mean, and, and there are things in No Man's Sky. Like, there are some ships that are yeah, like that. Yeah, of course. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's, there's a finite number of combinations. Yeah. You have this piece with this color... And this class and this whatever. Yeah. Um, so like most of the models of ships, there's not an infinite number yeah. of things, right? Um, that's mostly because I'm sure it would just be it would be hard to have like 
ship animations. Uh, yeah, and stuff, if you like, don't really know, yeah, if you don't know what you know, but if with it, a planet, it doesn't fucking matter if exactly. there's like holes randomly or you know, like so. Yeah, and, and and the same thing with animals. So the animals, it, it's why one of the biggest gripes that people have is like, you know, people say, "Well, I go there and I see the same animals everywhere." It's it's because like they had to limit it. Yeah. To some known set of like they can be a certain size category. They some of them can have horns. Some of them can yeah. have six legs or two legs. Some can be bipedal. You know, but there's like a set number of things. But um. <laughs> but when it comes to like so much of it, it's it's procedurally generated. But but I just thought that that would like demystify because yeah. when you watch it, you hear oh procedurally generated. Nobody fucking knows what that no. means. They all just think it means randomly generated, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. like they're. I, I I'm assuming that procedural generation is a subset of random of generation. Random generation, yeah. Maybe I could be wrong. I've actually not really thought about it's it. But still fascinating. To, to hear how how it's done and yeah and then what that affords them to do right because like obviously that was the big selling point 18 quintillion planets and then you look at the download file yeah you know call of duty is like 98 gigs <laughs> it's yeah. like 18 because call of duty had 30 guys for seven months hand moving the box yeah. over here and the dirt's gonna go over here and 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 all of the 3D models yep. and all of the sound files and everything, it has to be handmade in yep. Blender and in yep. Photoshop. And then all of those files need to be packaged up yep. into like a .exe and sent over, right? No Man's Sky, it really only needs the stuff that isn't procedurally generated. Yeah. Um. And after that, it just does math. It's just math. Yeah. Oh, that's how it can that's do it. Crazy. That's how you can fly from the planet's surface up into oh, yeah. Without stopping. to another planet and there's there's no loading. Yeah. Now what's really impressive though is how they're able to do that in real time while scaling up and down like the LOD. Yes. Um but that is probably you know fuck it's probably just lower resolution smoothing. Oh, interesting. That's probably all you need. Yeah. As you like fuck. leaving a planet. Bro, the all you need for a planet, it could just be a fucking string of like a million ones and zeros. And then from there you could essentially like imagine that's like a texture wrap yeah. around. Yeah. And then at so what they do is you have the ones and zeros. And then they just say, like, the ultimate smoothing. So what it does is it it just makes it fully spherical when yeah, you're far yeah. away. And as you go, it does more fine grain, more granular, oh. more granular smoothing. So that's how you can see a little divot. As in the you get thing. in, you're like, oh, there's a canyon there. And then you get down to you're like, it's huge. And yeah, that's crazy. So they, they might even they might even be able to, like cash that. I don't even know. But but what that's what's impressive is like, yeah how four people were were able to do that but um but yeah the other the other bit the last bit on this uh that I want to talk about was just like bro i one of the things i need to make sure i don't do with this video is make it like a simp for Sean Murray video oh. <laughs> yeah you know? yeah yeah 
there's like one of the bullet points I have is No Man's Sky, expectation versus reality. And it's the meme. Yeah. The fucking vintage seven-year-old meme that I love where it's it shows the trailer where the guy's walking out and you see the fucking triceratops and whatever. And it's like, you know, yeah. or actually, no, it's it's the music leading up to that. And it's like no man's sky trailer. And then it changes to like a derpy looking like, yep. With the tiny the little arms. Yep. Scuffed little, like weird rhino standing on two legs. And it has the, the, the flute, the recorder. Yeah. Um, so S tier meme. So part of me wants to defend you know, to write three paragraphs defending, and I'm like, no, just share the meme. Yeah, I I'm not here, like so. I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I don't do that yeah. because um, there's also another bullet point that's like Sean Murray lies. That was like a meme that was like, here are the 27 things they said were going to be in the game. They're not yeah. a fucking game. Like I I should talk about that is yep. relevant to the history without having to explain that all of those things come later in the game. Yeah, yeah, and give them a fucking break. You know, but. So I was able to do a little bit of that in the segment that I showed, I teased before yeah. we did the podcast, which it shows the first ever interview that Sean Murray did. And it is it's it shows you everything you need to know. Yeah. Where he's like, he's and the more I watch of more of these interviews, the more I see. And this is actually it was in the engoodening of No Man's Sky video yeah. where a little of this gets talked about, but it's not until you go and you actually look at all of these Watch things. Watch the interviews. Dude, there, there's a later interview with Sean Murray where he's like, one of the things I'm really worried about and I'm trying to avoid is if I if if I say the wrong thing, if I give you a release date and it's the wrong thing, people are going to be mad at me. They're going to be disappointed. Yeah. I don't want to give people the wrong expectations. At one point beforehand, he even said, don't come into this thinking it's going to be a multiplayer game because... Yeah. Because ultimately, the whole time when he's talking about that, he's trying to explain yeah. that when the game was going to be released, it was, it's a shared universe. Yeah. But what that means is you can interact with players in that, like, they'll see major changes that you make, but you won't see the character. If you name a planet, they'll see that you discovered it and you named it. Like, that is person-to-person yeah. -person interaction. Yeah. But it gets, he's constantly fucking interrupted. Yep. He's constantly getting misunderstood. At one point in that first interview, he was going to say, like, it's a shared universe, but, and the guy's like, yo, you guys are making a massively multiplayer one. Yep. And you just see him, he puts his head down and he's like, I'm trying, you know? Yeah, in the interview you showed, he's, like, talking about, like, what sci-fi means to him and the themes and motifs that carry through good sci-fi. And they're like, but is there PvP? Like, do I get to blow up a planet? And he's like, I mean, it's a shared universe. You guys are making an MMO? And it's like, oh, shit. You know, oh, yeah. Fucking Joel McHale. Yeah. <laughs> but what a... That was such a failure, dude. Joel McHale being like, the host of the guys. <laughs> The whole time he's like, do you even shower, dude? Like he was just making jokes and yeah. it was like, people are going to want interviews for the next three years from Sean Murray. We were chomping at the bit drooling, wanting any information yeah. we could. And you're making fucking jokes about how he's going to be programming on the plane because there's only four of us. Like, shut the fuck up, Joel McHale. Yeah. You don't play video games. The it whole is... time he hosted it, he just made fun of gamers. Yeah. Like it was that VGX was a, an embarrassment, dude. It is an interesting, like we live in that time where like, yeah, it's just interesting because, like, once again, I'm not saying, like you said, it's not simping for Sean Murray. I'm not saying that they did everything right around the launch of the game. But it is interesting that, like, yeah, we we just, like, 
we want the information. We want it to be boxed into something. And you can see that like now with that lens looking back is like, like I rem like, it's funny because I don't know if you use any of this info, any of this interview in your video, but I remember seeing an interview because I was sucking every piece of information I could dry. And it was like 101 things you can do in No Man's Sky or something like that. And it was Where literally the guy just, rapid just fire. asking him, can you destroy a planet? Can you breed cows? Can you... And That's the quintessential... And Sean is like... And it's funny because I bet in I bet now looking back, Sean was like dying inside because he was like the last thing he wants to describe his game is 101 things you can do. It's just like go do whatever you want, but that's not good enough. Tell me what I can do so that I can then define the experience. If I can't blow up a planet, well, then it's not truly MMO. If I can't do this, then it's not PVP. If I can't this and 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 that's just like that's so antithetical to like what the game was supposed to represent. But we were like, what can you do? Who can you kill? Who do I shoot? When do I see this? Yeah. yeah. Bro, in one of his interviews... And I was that guy, it, too. It's so fucking telling. Like, this tells me everything I need to know about the guy. In the interview, at after, like, E3, this was, like, after the biggest thing in the world, you know, yeah. one of the interview guys was asking him about, um, like, are you going to go and look for funding and whatever? Now, keep in mind that, that like, two weeks after this, this was, like, December 7th. Yeah. On December 24th, they're offices were completely flooded and everything was fucking oh destroyed. yeah um but they were like are you gonna look for funding are you gonna and and what he basically said was i don't even want to be here yeah because i don't want he's like oh they asked him do you have any idea for a release date he's like dude i he's like i don't even want to be here advertising this yeah because the game isn't done it's not where we want it to be he's like i I, and he's like saying this, I'm sure like the Sony executives were like, shut the fuck up. Like you're going to hurt sales. Yeah. But Sean was like, I don't want anybody to buy the game or get hyped about it until the game comes out and they like watch a review. Yeah. He's like, I don't, he straight up was like, this isn't good for sales, but he's like, I am so worried that I'm going <laughs> to let people down and they're going to get the wrong impression yeah. about the game. Dude, he's like an it's, Oracle. Like he knew it was yeah. going to happen. It's crazy. Cause that, that explains like, it kind of explains their commitment to supporting the game even this long after because like it's funny now looking back it's like you can see he saw it coming it's like you could see every video every interview everything was like all getting it wrong they were like they were trying to pin it down the, the game wasn't ready and it's like he saw it coming you know what i mean and so they've just like so the only major disconnect the game. The only major disconnect I'm not exactly sure about because like nine out of ten of the times that people asked him about multiplayer, he was you could see he was like Ugh. like he was <laughs> yeah. like knew that it was just gonna get taken out of context or misunderstood. Yeah. But but there was like a couple of times, like with Colbert, where mm. he was like, You won't be you won't know what you look like unless another player sees you. Yeah. And it's like, well, why would you say that? Like, yeah. that is, like, not defensible. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's the, like, marketing, ooh, yeah. But when you say it's, like, a shared multiplayer world, that is not a lie, and it's not incorrect. Yeah. Um. With what they were planning. Now, Sony probably said, you can't say it's not multiplayer. Don't, you know? Yeah, like, I'm yeah. sure there was some shit like that behind yep. the scenes going on where they were like, you can't walk it back because then everybody... 
you know yeah yep. um and, and and he did that a couple times probably to like their fucking dismay you know yeah um but but yeah there were That's just a crazy. couple of times where i'm like ah oh, dog why'd you say that <laughs> it's not fully defensible yeah. but but i'm sure like the way that i look at it i'm, I'm sure there was some reason <coughs> why he was saying those things in that way that was probably outside of his yeah. hands because i mean g- genuinely you can tell yeah. in all of the interviews how he was trying his best to like couch expectations and every and yeah. it just made everybody more hyped yep yeah want more and ask for more and he was yeah, like, it, like weirdly don't be excited it like weirdly yeah gave the opposite effect you know what i mean like it like it, it i bet it had so it just had to do with everything it was like his personality it was like we saw him as this these underdogs these humble guys just trying to make a game and they're like it's it's, it's not gonna be that good and you're like i bet that means it's gonna be so good it just like had the exact opposite effect he was like please don't expect much from this game and then yeah just like between and, that and, and, and the it, pressure from Sony and the trailers, like it was just like a it was like a concoction of hype. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there is something to the Sean Murray lies thing, and that like I don't I don't want to say like he lied to us in yeah. like a nefarious way. It's just like everything that we that we saw in the trailers and that he talked about there that everybody molded about. We have that times two in No Man's Sky now. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. are I, there are plenty of things that he was like that's not going to be in the game. Yep. That's in the game that's now. In the game, yeah. Um, so I'm sure like a bunch of stuff got scrapped. They're fucking like I, multiplayer. Honestly, multiplayer probably just got fucking like put on the back burner. Yeah. Because they couldn't finish the game yeah. in time because they ran out of money. They didn't have the dude. Sony offered to reimburse them for all of the supplies and everything. That, and, and Sean turned him down. Dang. He, he's like, we're going to do it ourselves. They went and bought new MacBooks and everything. And like, like, you can't not yeah be like have respect for the guy for sure you know he he did he wasn't without his mistakes and some of the things for he sure. said in a few interviews but like I have no doubt that he that he's just a genuine yeah. brilliant socially awkward yep. dude he he's he like he has the demeanor of a dog that's been kicked around so many times yeah yeah <laughs> you see him during the interviews like, dude and he's like he's all hunched over like yeah like he's going to get hit you know um, but then, when you saw him talk about the fucking old sci-fi, yeah, you see he perks up, and then blah blah blah, and then they interrupt, and he's like, "So it's multiplayer? <laughs> Is you, it an you LOL? can see it. You can yeah. see it. It switches, dude. Yeah. Where he's like, and honestly, it amazed me because I watched those interviews a million times. Yeah, back um, then, me I too. Never yeah, heard, and it was in one ear, out the other. We I were never, just so hyped, man. We were just. So I hyped. never heard of any of these authors or whatever, and I'm like huh that was the first thing he talked about maybe i should google it and the first thing i see is when he said mobius yeah if you google like mobius like sci-fi cover it's like the fucking it's like the anomaly circular sphere with like the whole almost like death star-esque okay which is like holy shit and then you google like another name like chris foss art and it was like it's a crashed ship with like a planet on the horizon you're like that's like No Man's Sky art, yeah. but it's from a book from 1971. Damn. And you're like, wow, I, now you I see, see so much of it. And you see he's genuinely like, I wanted to stand on the planet and see the mountains and walk to the... He wasn't like, I want to be able to fight in a galactic battle. He was like, yeah. I want the awe-inspiring beauty of the universe and yeah. the exploration. I want to walk around. He basically said in a couple of the interviews, he's like, 
I want to walk around and see this amazing shit and live in the world that was in the art and the sci-fi. And he's like, I don't want to fucking do anything. Yeah. He's like, he, if it was up to him, he probably wouldn't have had crafting, wouldn't yeah, have had whatever. Yeah. He just wants to see the ship and to fly it and to like look around and be like, yeah. oh, this is amazing. And like have this beautiful artistic tableau in front of him, you know? Yeah. Um, Damn. Anyway, dude, uh, so one thing sad. I one one thing that I, I uh, so many people like way more than expected have come in and said recently is how much they've been enjoying the other shit we've been talking about. Yes, dude. So I know that there are some people that are like, fucking, you know, whatever. Fuck, fuck you guys. Yeah, there's time for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, everybody that's been enjoying all this stuff. Like, it, yeah, it's like one of the few things that actually keeps me going. Right. Because the yeah. moment the moment that I hear people like when are you going to go back to tarkov in the moment that's like 60 percent of what i hear i'm like yeah okay i'm just gonna find a job and just not yeah. do this anymore you know what i mean because yeah. it's like i've i'm res i'm resigned to like i'm gonna do what i want and what i'm excited about yeah for sure you know i finally have a second wind with some of this for shit sure. that for a long time i was gonna quit content creation like genuinely i was just gonna i probably would continue with the podcast but i probably would stop streaming yeah. and like because, you know, once a week with no prep chatting like that. Yeah. My mental health can handle that. Like, yeah. this is my, you know, therapy. But, yeah. like, you know, the YouTube and Twitch and all, especially with all the IRL stuff, I was like, you know. But the number of people that have come in and said they dude, love that is fucking amazing. Same. In, in and, my chat, too, bro. Dude, half a dozen people came in in the last two days and said, bro, I bought Dice Throne and I've been playing with <laughs> Somebody, my wife. Somebody, like, tagged us on Twitter and I was like, oh, and I've been playing with my wife, and it's amazing, dude. All the fucking thirty-year-olds, so, yeah. thirty-something that have all been married for like seven to ten years, that are like, we're trying to figure out what to do yeah. with the wife when the kids are. And it's like Dice, dice Throne. Bro. Every single person that said they love Dice Throne, they play it with their wife. I'm telling you, if you're married and you want something to do, go. We're not sponsored, but yet. I got that fucking Dice Throne Adventures. I bought it. Oh yeah, and me and my wife, dude, it's amazing, dude. That's, it's like a it's like a dynamic build yourself dungeon crawl that's like D and D but with dice throwing oh, combat mechanics. Sick. It's it's amazing. That's so sick, man. Yeah. That's so, so sick. Um yeah, I dude, yeah, I love talking about everything else other than Tarkov as well. Like I still play Tarkov all the time. I've been playing some Star Citizen and we've been talking about that, but like yeah, it's. What else are we gonna talk about for Tarkov for two hours right now? Exactly. I had a raid where I killed somebody exactly. and I looted the thing. The reality is, at this point, it's like if we talked about Tarkov for two hours, like the people that want us to talk about Tarkov for two hours would hate it because it's not gonna be, <laughs> like, we're not gonna be excited. The podcast would be thirty-five minutes of us not being excited, and then it'd be over. Yeah, exactly. So, ex so yeah, so it's like that's what's crazy is that like we're not necessarily talking about Tarkov less. It's just there's less to talk to talk about. So we're filling the other time with other things, which is awesome. And it's funny because the only other thing I had on the list, you were talking about like getting a job. Like speaking of Twitch as a job, have did you see any of the like uh terms of service updates and stuff like that? I saw dude, after like a four hour fucking lawyer conversation. Oh yeah. Someone was like, yo, I'm making all these uh, one of yeah. my, you know, a few of my streamer friends were like you know, we're going to be making some changes because of all these things. Like, you know, Veritas, what are you <laughs> yeah. doing? And I'm like, I'm not. I don't fucking care. Yeah. If if Twitch stops paying for everything right now and starts running 100 ads, like, I, I don't have the mental I totally uh, get capacity yeah. to, like, change what I'm doing at this at this point. I So I don't even know, other than, like, something about the banner ad size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's is is it more than that or? Yeah. So I mean, like, so there was, it was a whole basically update to the terms of service on um, like how ads are shown, um, like your own ads. So like uh, on-stream logos were now limited to only three percent of the screen, which is how do you find very, I mean, I guess very tiny, three percent. Um, burned in video ads are not allowed. Burned in display ads are not allowed. Burned in audio ads are not allowed. Which I don't. Wait, what does burned in? Mean? I don't know how they exactly defined it. There was like, uh, why do you use like, like, like in lingo? They're using yeah. like jargon in their fucking rules. Like you don't do yeah. that. You be explicit. Yeah. So I mean, like, there's like I can send you this. There were like some pictures, but I think they kind of intentionally gave it, made it pretty vague. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, so here's here's the thing, ultimately, um, was I truly believe that people are really bad at interpreting corporate jargon on Twitter, right? So, like, when I saw it all erupting, there was a part of me that was like, okay, I, I bet I bet part of this is misunderstood. You know what I mean? Um, but, the, but the other belief I hold is that BSG, or sorry, is that Twitch is contending with BSG for company that enjoys kicking itself in the nuts as just as frequently as possible so i was like also twitch kind of sucks you know but there was like a whole thing they changed um they changed like some they uh basically added new things to what's like banned and what's completely not at all um allowed to be advertised um and I think, yeah, burned in basically, I think means like anything added to your OBS, not like them running an ad over top or you running an ad. But like if well, I put like I, a, if I pre-recorded a video ad that like the kind of thing yeah. you put in the middle of a YouTube video. Yeah. If I if I was like, all right, guys, I'll be right back. And I went full screen, played the video. That's not that, allowed. Correct. That, that it, 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 it appears to be that that's what they were talking about. Additionally, they um, additionally, they changed the rules for like simulcasting, like um, because everybody's been also fucking streaming on Kick. Basically. Yeah, well, it, it used to be if you were a partner, you couldn't, I think, but you could like forfeit. Like Ninja, Ninja forfeited. Like Ninja's not a partner on Twitch, and he forfeited a partner contract so that because his thing, his his shtick that he's been doing recently is he streams everywhere. He streams to TikTok, to Instagram, to Facebook, to YouTube. And to Twitch at the same time, which I think is like fascinating if you're at his level, you know what I mean? Um, but they made it so they they elevated that to no one on the site. Like if you accept the terms of service, like if you're an affiliate or anything, like you cannot simulcast. Um, so it was just like a bunch of shady stuff. And uh, and bro, that's it's so fucking bad. It's so that, bad that, that like they can make so many changes that are like we're going to pay you less. And then if yeah. so, then they have to like, if I'm going to make a living, I need to yeah. do these other things facilitate to with then subsidize it. And they're like, sorry, those other things aren't allowed. It's crazy. Like if, if, if I'm not paying Jeff Bezos, it's not even then, it's not even just the 70 30 split thing. Like I, I never I don't have the 70 30 split. I never got it. They just stopped. I did. I don't know. I haven't yeah. even checked. They stopped offering it as I was on my come up. I got partner and I asked, you know what I mean? Around what time? And they were like, we're not offering that anymore. And then they and then they're taking it away to everybody because um, they're taken away from everybody over like $100,000. If you make more than that, then you go down to 50-50, whatever. They're not offering anymore. So it's like there's that. 
And then the ad incentive program happened when and and I I it's almost like just straight up confirmed at this point that they were offering insanely high rates in the beginning to like get people you to get creators used to running ads. And now like it's I, I, I need to go look again. I feel like they pulled the rug out. They did at some point, and so I, I'm I'm gonna turn them off at some yeah, point. Like you, I, I have to look. There's a threshold where it's worth it. Yeah. And for for literally three years, I never ran ads yeah. until one day they were like, Same. "We're gonna give you fifteen hundred dollar," and it's like, like, yeah. I mean, that's like I'm gonna pay my mortgage for sure. Okay. And then then it got to the point where now it's like you know six eight minutes of ads per hour. Yeah. And if it's only three hundred bucks or whatever, then it's not worth it. No, you know? exactly. So like I'm gonna. So they gonna take go away the seventy thirty split. And then the ads, they came out really strong with that, making it really easy to run ads, incentivizing creators to do so. And it was well, 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 well within what was like worth it financially to do that. And then over the course of the past six, eight months, they've been pulling the rug. It's like I averaged like twice as many viewers as I did when I first started running the ads for the ad incentive program. And I make like the same or less off ads. Now, for me, I know for me, it's still worth it right now. I don't think I run as ma as many ads as I used to. But anyways, so they did that. So that's just sleazy as well. They gave her the 70-30 split. They incentivize everybody to run ads. And then they just systematically started reducing how much they pay the creators for ads. They keep like, they kept presenting new updates to the ad incentive program. And they were positioning Dude, now them. Now it's ambiguous. Yeah, they, exactly. Now, now it's, it used to be like you'll get six hundred fifty dollars. Exactly. Now it's eight minutes estimated between five hundred and fifteen hundred. Yeah. Well, that's a big fucking difference. Exactly. And 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 they positioned all of those changes as a huge benefits to creators. Like, oh, it's a fifty five percent split now, and you're gonna make so much more money. And it went from like we're gonna pay you this much for this many ads to like between seven cents and a raspberry and two hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know, somewhere in there. And you're like, what? And then this, and then this, where they do all this stuff, where they so exactly that. So like systematically, they're pushing creators into like having to source their own stuff, like sponsorships and stuff, for um to to you know make money. And now, boom, they did all this. And then, of freaking course, bro, like just they they were like, hey, you know, we you know they said something like the day after, and they were like, you know, you know. We, we feel like people misunderstood, yada, yada, yada. And then today, yesterday, we released branded content guidelines that impacted your ability to work with sponsors to increase your income from streaming. Those guidelines are bad for you and bad for Twitch, and we are removing them immediately. None of the Twitch ambassadors were, like, given uh, the ability to, like, look at this, which is what, isn't that what they're there for? Like, literally to, like, help bridge the gap between Twitch, the company, and, uh, the, and the community. So, so it's like they're like 24 hours later, they're like, these guidelines are bad and bad for you and bad for Twitch. We're removing them. It's like, dude, how in the world? And, and it's not worth the mental gymnastics because the reality is, and like, it's funny, they got freaking community notes <laughs> ratioed on their, on the Twitter because basically all they removed was the, uh, the like 3% branded content and the burned in video ads, all the other stuff, like the, all this new stuff that's prohibited and the, and, and the fact that nobody can simulcast stayed. Okay. So you, so you can't simulcast, but the sponsorship stuff you can do now, but the sponsorship stuff they just took out. And it, and it's crazy because like then dude, then my buddy, I can, I can send it to you. It's weird. Cause I don't have the context for this clip, but 
the CEO of Twitch was like on somebody's like Twitch stream, like doing an interview. And I don't know why, but they were using the analogy. Once again, I don't know the context. They were using the analogy of pissing in someone's mouth. I don't know why. Twitch did? But no, I think it was the creator. I think the creator was oh. like being <laughs> like being really like verbose and just like out there. And he was like, how, you know, how do I convince, you know, how do I convince my girl to let me piss in her mouth or something? I don't know the context. But what he said, the CEO of Twitch was like, well, the thing is, is in order to get what you want, you come on strong with let me piss in your mouth. And then if she says no, it's like then, you know, she'll be super down to let you piss on her leg. And that's how you kind of get what you want. Oh, and so it was like, God. it was super manka and weird, but it was like, oh, so stuff like this is like they'd wanted to remove simulcasting. So they add a bunch of other bull on top of it. They go, we're sorry. And they remove the stuff that they didn't really care about. And they leave. And so that you're now you're getting pissed on the leg and you're thanking them that they didn't piss. That is almost mouth. verbatim what he said. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Thank That's you. the Twitch I'm, I'm... CEO. God, it's so it's so nice. He did a you... he did a podcast analogy for us. Yeah, they're pissing in your mouth, and then they piss, you're thanking him for pissing on your leg. Like, but that was like actually words out of his mouth. And so that's when you see it for what it is. You're like, you're like, how can you tweet? How can you tweet 24 hours after you update your guidelines that these are bad, bad for you, bad for Twitch, bad us, we suck, we're getting rid of them. It's because you didn't care about that, and the stuff you left behind was the <laughs> stuff you're trying to put in. It's crazy because I'm convinced, bro. I was, I was, or, or, oh, no, go ahead. I was talking to my wife. I'm convinced that like who's in charge of Twitch is like seven 89 year old guys because they just like don't understand the site they're managing, right? That's what I was going to say. They're, or they're, it's not even like it's a like Machiavellian plan. Yeah. They're just so out of touch that they force this thing through. And then a bunch of other people who are the ones that get all the fucking yeah. pushback are like, oh my God, they're fucking revolting. Exactly. What do we do? I and then they're like, oh, I think well, I guess. Truly is ignorance. Because like people, like the, the, the thing everybody was saying in my chat when we were talking about this is like, they're just in it for money, man. They're just doing money. It's all about money. If I'm, if I'm a, a malicious just scum of the earth billionaire and I want to make money on Twitch. How do you do that? Twitch does not create a product. They don't sell anything. They advertise on content. Okay? What do you need in order to advertise content? Eyeballs. You need eyeballs watching the content. So if I was a, a malicious scummy billionaire that only wanted to make money correct me if i'm wrong but isn't the best way to make money is to have the most people creating on twitch so i can advertise on all their streams the most eyeballs on twitch so i can advertise on all their streams isn't that how i make the most money so like being i, I don't and maybe i'm ignorant maybe i'm altruistic Not maybe it. i'm naive but it seems like Creating a place where the creators want to create, if you just make the best place to create, you attract all the talent, you do the work for them, we create the content, they advertise on it, and they make shit tons of money. So yeah, I don't, dude, I just I, like, it, so that it, it's not even maliciousness. I can't attribute it to that. To me, it has to be ignorance. They just don't understand like what this site is. It's crazy. I had this exact conversation with my barber 
four hours ago or whatever when I was sitting there where because someone said the thing and I had to like I was like no like that's a part of the problem um and and one of the analogies like examples that we had talked about um this this isn't really getting into politics uh it, it's adjacent to it but you know there's no need to yeah to do whatever Get out of hand um when if you think about like pride parades when you hear from a certain demographic of people that anybody who's either like queer, trans, whatever, that they have a, an agenda, to, they want to turn all our kids gay, they want to yeah. like, you've instantly, first of all, shut down the conversation. Yeah, for sure. But but the idea that there's always some master plan. Yes. Like, like the other side is this one singular mastermind. Yeah. Like when you talk about a corporation and they are, they have this plan and when they executed yeah. perfectly, when in reality that what you're imagining doesn't exist. Yeah. It's not a conspiracy. There's not a master plan. What it is, is a bunch of marketing professionals, legal professionals, business people, all individually on their lunch breaks, thinking about the things that can do their job better. And it all together ends up as this end result yeah. that then people think that was the plan all along. Yep. Like think about any of your individual jobs. Yeah. Think about if the thing that just happened, that the latest product release you just had or the latest Karen that gave you that gave you a customer service issue yep. if you work at fucking Kohl's or whatever. Imagine she was like, all of you people all work on commission. That's why you did this thing and you said to me and blah, blah, blah. And that's why everybody's treating me this way because you just want to yep. force me into buying this thing. And you're like, lady, I just got back from my lunch break. I had my ear my AirPods yep. in. I didn't hear you. I wasn't ignoring you. This yep. isn't a master plan. There's yep. not a, a plan to market, to upsell you. None of us make commission. Like, you just invented this whole thing. Yep. Yep. You know, and it's like, if you, you know, I, I wonder if, like, if all of these, you know, crotchety old, hateful fucking yep. old people, if they actually, like, knew why pride parades happened. Yeah. Then maybe they wouldn't hate it so much because instead they, they think that they yep. want every five-year-old boy to run around kindergarten with assless chaps and <laughs> lipstick on, right? Like, like that's what they think. That's, that's yeah. their agenda. Yeah. When yeah. Really? For sure. It's, it's crazy. A bunch of people who we want to be accepting and we want people to feel comfortable in their bodies. Yeah. So we're going to show celebrate, people, you know, being accepting. We're going to say we accept everybody yeah. by saying we accept everybody. We're not saying we want you to change. Yeah. But it's like, so that's the problem is that people all, and the same with politics. Yeah. It's the same with business. Same with corporations. People, yep. Yep. Every conspiracy theory is like, you know, the, like, you know, uh, Bush did nine 11, you know, like there was yep. a, there was a plan with nine people in a room that all were like, we need to make this much money because we're all evil people and yep. we're going to, you know, and it's like, it's usually a lot less sexy, a lot more chaotic and yeah. complicated. And the end result is never anything anybody planned. It emerges yep. from the individual elements. Yep. I saw, I saw a video. I don't remember. It was, it's a lower position, but I believe it's an elected position in Georgia. The, a, a woman who got elected. It's not like governor of Georgia or anything. But she, I saw the video because it was like she believes the earth is flat. And there's like there was like a video of her being interviewed. And she was like, 
She was like, if the earth was a globe, why are you pushing it so hard? Like everywhere I look, you go into a library and there's a globe and you go to a school and there's a globe and you go out here, you go out and watch it on TV and it's a globe. It's like, if it was real, you wouldn't need to push it so hard. And I was like, the mental gymnastics to, to step over, to hike up your britches and step over, it's everywhere because it's a globe <laughs> to arrive at the other side of like, uh, if you're telling me a thing, that's fishy as hell because you wouldn't need to tell me. I would just know. And Bro, I, and if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, yeah. quacks like a duck, it's a neoliberative cons conservative globalist yeah. plot yeah. by the lizard people to take over your children's yeah. lives in the world and to take all my money. And I was like, dude, I was just like, it's crazy. So, I mean, full circle, it's just funny, like, because I because because I do understand it when people are like, it's because Twitch is just out for the money. Twitch is just they're they're just master plan is to just like extract all this money from Twitch. It's like I, I can I can get it because I, I get that that's how people feel that they're just being like harvested or whatever. But I'm like, this is like this is th what they're doing is so stupid that it's going to make them less money. And that's what I'm talking about is like like you thinking they have a master plan is giving them too much credit. <laughs> and that's not a lot of credit to give. You know, we're accusing them of being ugly, manipulative, sleazy, rich people. And that's giving them too much credit. They just, like, don't know what the hell they're doing, what's healthy for this website. And I'm not saying I do. I'm not saying I know everything. I'm not saying I know how to make money. I know, they, I know Twitch burned money for a really, really long time. But... They can't make money off of a website where nobody streams. So yeah. at a base level, I do understand as a creator on this website that them incentivizing creators to create on the website is the start of their revenue stream. Yeah. And the things they're doing are just doing the opposite. People are leaving in droves for YouTube gaming and for kick. Bro, did you see the clip that I posted, the Bo Burdum? Oh thing yeah. On Twitter. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. so that is part of what kicked this the discussion off at the barber, um, because that was honestly what uh, this is what I tweeted. It was <laughs> yeah. one of the most profound perspectives. He's so smart. Yeah. Holy fuck! Like I, I just watched Inside again. Oh yeah, um, it's just so good. But the thing that he talked about, and I literally just pulled up the video, clicked on the plugin that I have that. That takes the transcript and uploads it to chat GPT automatically and says, can you summarize this? Um, but I I'm trying to figure out. Oh, and I, I literally find it first thing. Um, he, he, what he was talking about is how these companies. How we we used to colonize. Land, yeah. right? 1600, 1700, I mean, everything before that, right? Yeah. For thousands of years, we. Humans colonized land and we fucking ran out of land to colonize. Yeah. So now corporations, they're trying to colonize your fucking attention, right? Yep. It's all about eyeballs, like you were yep. saying. Um, but one of the things that he was careful, because I think one of the other, he was on like a panel of, of a few people. And I think one of the other people was basically like, yeah, well, because the corporations, they know they need to do this. They need to like take over your children's lives and it's all for profit. And and he was like, no, here's the here's the thing. If you look at it that way, what you're going to do is if like you're standing outside of you know, some company, Google, Twitter, whatever, yeah. Twitch, and you're like picketing, saying like 
all of you corporate blah, blah, blah. You have this giant plan to take over the kids and to ruin them mentally. And it, it's like you are never going to get society or yeah. any of the companies like there's never a discussion. But what he said was it's not because anybody in this company has evil plans or is trying to do this. They're not even doing it consciously. It's because these companies like Twitter and YouTube and Instagram, everything went public and they went to shareholders. So they have to grow. Their entire model is based yeah. off of growth. They cannot stay stagnant. YouTube, Twitter, they gross four or five billion dollars last year and it's in the red. It's unprofitable, so they have to get more engagement. Um, he said, uh, no matter how, wait, fuck, I'm trying to read this. There's no commas or anything. <laughs> it's, it's a transcript. Uh, they're trying to get more engagement from you. Yeah, so basically, but what he was saying was, it's not like this uber evil yep. plan. It's it's like so many of the things you see, there's someone named Catherine who works in the marketing department at a company that yep. had an idea about something that they wanted to do. They sat in a meeting. A bunch yep. of people talked about it. They tweaked it, and then they implement this new change for this company, and it has the result. Like there's no way. Here's the thing. Yep. There's no way that anybody on YouTube thought about the mental health implications yeah. of people scrolling through a shorts feed and how that affects you like psychologically about how that changes your attention span and how like there, no way no. that's the result but it was never intended exactly. so so don't try to pretend like the result of kids being zombies youtube didn't want to make your kid a zombie yeah. but that's what happened they just were incentivized to grow and they did it yeah. 1% at a time too. Like that's the thing is like, it's, you know, Catherine did that thing and it was her idea. And she was like, I noticed that people click this, this, that, and the other. And that grew Twitter, but by a half a percent, not by like, yeah. oh, now suddenly because of Catherine, we've weaponized misinformation and violence. It's 1% at a time. Ooh, this gets more engagement. This gets more engagement. Ooh, this gets more engagement. And all these things happen in this quarter. So we can show really good margins. Okay, boom, boom, boom. And it's just, and then exactly. And then what happens is, we, you know, is everybody was head down, just like growth, 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 profit, 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 profit. And then we look up and we were like, oh, no. Yeah. What gets clicks and what's profit is this. And now it's all this. And what what happens to kids? When they don't, now we're like, oh, no. But it wasn't like the plan from the beginning. You know what I mean? It was just one percent. Like, and time. don't get me wrong to say that it's like not about money and that billionaires aren't involved. Like, that's not true. But, but here's, oh, yeah. here's the real world. There are a bunch of billionaires sitting in a room they're all the c-suite folks smoking cigars catherine comes in and they go is the number green or red yeah. like do Line whatever go the up fuck, whatever yeah. right like they're the ones signing the checks so it is ultimately about a bunch of bit but yeah but the people want to think that they're on like yep Master they're plan. they're all wearing hooded robes sacrificing children on the secret freemason island <laughs> to try to figure out how to destroy the zoomer generation yeah, yeah it's yeah. like it's not that it's right not that. it's just not that it's just line if, go if up people stopped, at any cost if and if people stopped thinking like that about everything yeah then we could actually rationally and reasonably yeah like figure out how to tackle these issues right yep. but but everybody looks at everything like it's it's a big plan conspiracy from the other side. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why everything's so divided, because two people are yelling, saying you have this conspiracy, you have this conspiracy, and none of them actually understand the enemy. Yeah. And so that they can't have a conversation because yeah. the other person's like, 
you're totally lying and you don't get it. Yeah. And and, and it's because you're an evil Satan, yeah, Satanist, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And the other people are like, you're totally lying and you don't get it because you're uh, a neoliberal gay, whatever, yeah. that wants to make the, you know, whatever, right? Like, yeah. And that's why the I feel sky like is basketball. So, yeah, the sky is fucking basketball. <laughs> yeah. And that was basically what Bo said in that clip. Everybody should go and and go to YouTube and search for Bo Burnham colonizing our minds yeah. in the age of social media. It's a three minute, 19 se second clip that is some of the most profound shit. And he talks about ultimately like the the generational divide yeah. between. So there's the boomers, the millennials and the zoomers. And I feel like. The boomers are like one generation that are so out of touch and they don't get yeah. it, but they're the ones that are like in charge. We are at the, the millennials are in the middle. We're at fucking at the whim of yeah. the last hundred years of shit that have that have put us in this position. So we're in a position living under tech that the decision makers don't understand. Yeah, it's run by corporations and a hundred years of, of ancient history. Yeah. Um, and then you have the Zoomers that are growing up in this fucking virtual world <laughs> that's that's making it so that like they just don't they just don't see it like the, yep. the way that I the way that I could and and I and I'm here's the thing like I'm self aware enough to know that I am just doing the 2023 version of kids these days at yeah. least I'm self aware but yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. but it's also true when I'm at the bar but we're having this conversation and it was like wow perfect example. These fucking five girls that are probably 17, 18, yeah. 19, definitely coming from the college down the road. Yeah. They're right next to the barbershop is a fucking cafe, like a Starbucks kind of thing. Yeah. They come flying in in their like fucking Lexus SUV and are parked half across into like the the handicap lane or whatever. Yeah. And they like get out and they're all like, ah, oh, taking literally selfies in front of the parking thing. It's like they see, oh my God, look what just happened. This is something I need to share and talk yeah, about with yeah. my friends. They're not thinking about the fact that they just bought, blocked a handicap spot and there's an old lady that's going to not be able to park there. And yeah. someone's going to be inconvenienced. They, It's not even that, see, at least kids in our generation <laughs> and before, at least we did that and we were shitheads and we were like, fuck grandma, we don't <laughs> care. We were at least aware of the world. Yeah. We were just ignorant assholes. And everybody before us, back to the greasers with their slick back hair, kicking tires on their like they at least they recognize it. Kids these days, they're fucking shitheads, yeah. and they don't and even they, know it, <laughs> and, and they don't realize it, and they're rewarded on social media for it, and they're fucking depressed, and yeah. their mental health is garbage because they grew up w without yeah. when when I was a kid, <laughs> we went to the internet and we came home. Yeah, yeah. Now kids these days live in the internet. Yep. Yep. So they don't, they, it's like they don't know what the world is. We weren't prepared for it. Yeah. We weren't prepared for taxes and for getting a job and for student loan debt. We weren't prepared for it, but at least we know what's fucking going on. Yeah. These kids have no idea what's going on and they're not prepared and they're not like mentally equipped and it's fucking scary. And it's part of the reason why I don't want to have kids <laughs> because it's like, holy shit, this yeah. is fucking terrifying. It you is. know? It is. For sure. That's my old grandpa That's your old rant of the day. I just alienated like 36 I know. I was thinking the our... whole time I was like, damn, these comments on the YouTube video are going to be good. <laughs> I, heard, I heard another quote from 
from Bo Burnham where he was just talking about like, like you're like basically like, yeah, the younger generation living in the internet and just not even knowing the difference between the internet and reality really. And like, and he said, he said, if you want to, he was like, if you want to say shit on television, you have to go before the Senate. But the barrier to all of the information the internet holds is, are you 18? Check yes. And you're like, wink. Damn. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just check, just click. Yes. Which and is you're like, like, welcome to the internet. His song yeah. on in the fucking thing is like, do you want to see some cute kittens and a beheading from yeah. Al-Qaeda? And yeah. do you want to see, you know, like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, and, and it's like, like, welcome to the internet. Yep. It's all here. What do you want to see, baby? Yep. And Dude, the like, best part, the best part of that of that fucking series. Again, if you haven't seen Netflix, the inside yeah. special that Bo Burnham did, the best part, and it resonates with me so much, dude, to the core that like literally only content creators, yeah, understand the real the real message here. When he stands in front of the camera, he's sitting there and he's all fucking scraggly, and he's like. Hey guys, thank you so much for your support. Oh. I really appreciate it. Like, it's amazing. All the subscriptions, all the likes. Like, thank you guys so much. This has been so great. You guys, you know, haven't stopped watching and you've been supporting me the whole time. <laughs> and the whole time he has a fucking steak knife in his hand. Yep. Staring at the camera being like, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. And basically, like, yeah. what he's trying to say is you're sitting there watching and he's thanking you for watching while at the same time, you don't know if he's going to use the knife on you or on himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, and then at the end of this whole thing where you just feel uneasy that he's saying like, thank you, oh my God, like a fucking hostage video, he then makes you sit there for like 45 seconds in silence while and he holds the knife. Look at him. After, after he thanked you for, for watching all of his content, to thank you so much. <laughs> and he just fucking stares at the camera with a shit-eating grin, yeah. holding the knife in his hand, and it's like, wow. Like that right there is the... Yeah. The the content creator fan relationship seen from like zoomed out. Yeah, yeah. And 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 there's there's elements of that that are a little deep that I think people will be like, wow, that's deep. They won't see the next element of that of just how. Yeah. Th there's a really good interview with Bo Burnham talking about basically how he's like, I hate my fans, <laughs> and here's why. <laughs> and it was like, fuck. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's, like not that I hate my fans, no, but like yeah. what he was talking about, like you have this adversarial thing where it's yeah. like you want to chew me up and fucking spit me out, and I need it, and I live off of it, but it kills me, but I live off of it, but it yeah. fucking kills me, but I live Just off the of whole it. exploring the Ugh. nature of the parasocial relationships. Yeah, crazy man. I haven't. Oh God, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say I haven't had any caffeine today and here's and, and I just looked and I saw that there's an iced coffee in front of me, but I only drank like a third of it. I'm um, just hyped up on knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. Um, But yeah, all that to say Twitch is weird and they don't know what they're doing. It seems. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much everything on the list, dude. Like, it's so funny. We did like 15 minutes of Tarkov. This is one of the longest episodes we've had. Two hours and 30 minutes. So at like we said earlier in the episode and like I'm going to say every time, thank you guys. Seriously, everybody that hangs out that listens to this on podcast platforms that checks it out on YouTube. I still it's crazy. The amount of Tarkov content per episode shrinks, but the amount of people that stop by every week and say love the podcast has not shrunk. Right. And that's just like it's gone up. Yeah, exactly. That's like, oh, thank you. So 
Um, like we said, and it's, and it's not necessarily going to keep shrinking. I'm when exactly. there's a wipe, it's going to go up. When there's news, it's going to go back up. That's like, exactly what I was going to say. That like when there is stuff to talk about in Tarkov, we will talk about it. I am very excited for these patches. I am very excited for what 13.1 could do to the game. I'm super, but it's just like we just don't have it. Like we're just here. Yeah. And just I'm running lighthouse runs, and so I want to talk about all the cool stuff on the podcast. You know what I mean? So, so thank you guys for for hanging. Thank you guys for um, consuming the content. Thank you to Factor for sponsoring this episode. Uh, this will be live early next week on all the stuff. I'm sure we'll get an event or some Chronicles of Rizzi or something starting tomorrow because LOL. Um, but thank you guys seriously. We can't appreciate you guys enough. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely see y'all on the next one. Early have to pee. <laughs>